We and each of us covenant and promise that we will not reveal any of the secrets of this, the first token of the Alana priesthood, with its accompanying name, sign, or penalty. Should we do so, we agree that our throats be cut from ear to ear and our tongues torn out by their roots. Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? I'm going to be drinking tea throughout this because tea. my throat's all, Yeah. That's we'll just, new. Well, sh- shut up. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of new. There's a lot of new. Good. Which is actually very old. It's just no one's seen it for about 27 years. So, How about um, uh, normalized returning to when you were okay? <laughs> One, 100%. 100%. <laughs> But uh, top of the hour, I want to start off by, okay, so between what you did, my brother paying for buying me brand new tires, Lisa not making me pay rent, and just cash that's been handed to me, I've received over $5,000 from you guys. And that is, seriously, I'm blown away. Um, but I also think, not a but it goes along with it. Um, one of the things that pushed me to go get help before I hurt myself, before I was possibly going to end myself was I have a lot of good people in my life, you know, and I'm trying to get over a couple big hurdles of people that are important people in your life, uh, that just aren't it. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm grateful. So thank thank you to everyone who, even even just hit me up and said, oh, and Ryan, Ryan Corbett bought groceries and brought them over. <laughs> he, like, asked Lisa what I like. He got me some thick-cut bacon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just even re- reaching out, um, I'm overwhelmed by the response in, like, the best way. I'm overwhelmed a lot in a lot of different ways right now, but this one's definitely the best overwhelming that I have. So, seriously, guys, thank you so much. I really did need this, and I've been... Last yesterday, all I did was take care of things that I've been putting off, mm. and it turns out it takes like several thousand thousands of dollars to take care of the things I've been putting off. <laughs> and I found out that when I pop my tire, I bet my rotor, so I have to I have to get a new, and it's seven hundred something dollars. So if this wouldn't have come in, um, and I would have got out of the hospital, and that would have been like the first thing I knew, uh, I would be spiraling yet again. I don't think. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you know how important it is to not have that financial strain, but it's just, I'm grateful not to have it because it really does fuck with my mental health because I don't know, but it's also been really cool for me to be like, bitch, you go, no, you don't got to do this on your own alone. In fact, you're not allowed to, we're not going to allow you to do this on your own. And it's just, I'm just really grateful to everyone. So we'll get more into it down the road. Um, I've just been out of the hospital for like 48 hours I'm still processing, but I wanted to, uh, seriously, you guys, I mean, I'm, I'm speechless even now, like (laughs) I'm trying to put it into words, but when Kendra sent me that Venmo, I was like, holy fucking shit. And yeah, that's, that's, those are the words. Holy fucking shit. So thank you guys. I I appreciate everybody. And especially thank you, Kendra. (laughs) Like, like I said, when you're, when you're bringing me home, we're a couple, apparently we're in a relationship. (laughs) You're my better half. So Thank you for being there. I know it couldn't have been easy. So thank you. 
yeah, thank you guys because you really pulled through for her. And Bobby told me that they don't count your Venmo, so I was like, sweet. That saves me a whole lot of headache figuring out how to get you this cash. <laughs> yeah, so far, I mean, I've heard rumors that they're going to count it, but this is a gift, not income. You, you can't get taxed on gifts, or can you? Either way, it don't matter. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Either way, <laughs> it helped me a lot. Like, I seriously, like, I went and did so many things that I've been putting off, and it's expensive. Like it's expensive to get things that you need. It's expensive to live. So thank you everyone. Really do appreciate it. And whatever money's left over, I'm going to put in a MacBook fund because I have been writing, I've been writing lyrics. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start making music. So Bandcamp, I think will help me understand that. So it's an exciting time guys. And I'm not going to, no, seriously, I feel like I'm not going to forget any, any of this. Like I'm not going to forget it. So when I get my pool, when I'm famous, you're all welcome to swim in it. Okay. I have the list of people. <laughs> it's it's our uh, it, that's our guest v- list is our VIP list for the rest of our lives. You guys, you're on it. Congratulations. Um, uh, we love you, and we were so proud of you because it's not an easy thing to be in that vulnerable position and say I'm handing all my life over and mm-hmm. I'm gonna help myself instead. And we love you and pretty essential <laughs> and uh, i'm an essential worker i'm just proud as fuck well you know it turns out uh kedra that if you go to the hospital before you try to kill yourself instead of after people really appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's everyone keeps telling me how proud i am because i'm so brave and you know what you're right i am because <laughs> i'm gonna tell you something i tried to get i tried to talk cassidy out of it like and I, if i would have pushed too hard i could have definitely got her got her to like you know, but we went, we went to Maria's oh, good. For, my, for my last meal. Yes. And then I was like, uh, we walked, we, as we were walking up to the emergency room, I was like, oh, it's too busy. Maybe we should come back. And Kendra, or Cassidy was like, no, we're gone. And when you go up and say, you just have to say, just for the record, this is, I'm going to let you guys, I'm going to fill you on the whole entire experience. Just so for those of you who are curious or feel like whatever, here's a little handy book, handbook for me, from, from me to you. <laughs> but, um, the emergency room was super busy and I was like, we can come back. She's like, no, go, go talk to him. So I went and, uh, just said, Hey, I think I'm, I feel like I'm going to hurt myself. And they said, all right, that's all you need to tell us. Um, we'll get you right in. Um, mm-hmm. so I didn't, I was, I sat down for maybe like three minutes and then I was in a, in a, in the ER, but <laughs> I quickly got transferred to the, uh, lockdown emergency room area. <laughs> 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 which is where they put Cassidy to and she went yeah. and uh but th- they put her in a nicer room they put us in a room with one teeny window and a bed that was glued to the wall oh my god and when I walked in I was like I turned around to the nurse and I'm like I'm not that suicidal <laughs> and Cassidy like immediately starts having a panic attack she's like um I don't need to be in here right she's like I-, I can wait out and I'm like Cassidy since you're asked like if I have to be here so do you and uh so me and her are just sitting there on the bed and it's seriously like not that's, I mean, I understand that they have to have rooms like that for people who are like, you know, go, losing their goddamn shit because there were a couple there. <laughs> that's, uh, like every three, like not even three minutes, like every minute and a half, someone would go, Abel, go back into your room. <laughs> and you can just hear people screaming and well. And so that was kind of unnerving. But then, um, and there, there was cops everywhere too. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing this able bloke uh, threw down with someone. 
Never met him, did you? Never, never met him. I didn't even get a... Cassidy was being so snoopy, though, which I love about her. That's the Josie trait, where they just want to know what's going on. Well, I've got to be here. <laughs> yeah, she's like... I kind of felt bad to her too, for her, too, because uh, Tony just had a baby, and she's like, Bob, I've been in the hospital, like, three out of three days out of the seven and this is my fourth day and I'm like I'm sorry she's like no it's okay she's like I'm just gonna sleep when I get home but anyway um we got to the ER about four o'clock in the afternoon and uh then we went to that room and then they kept us there for maybe 45 minutes and then they moved us to a nicer room thank Mm -hmm. god one off the tv which was incidentally the one that they put Cassidy in when we were there no way (laughs) yeah so um they came and asked me all the questions and stuff. And I think sometimes it's a little bit jarring for healthcare professionals when someone has like three pages in a notebook about what the hell's going on with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I wonder if that makes me seem like I'm a hypochondriac, but no. I also, I mean, we'll get to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I just know that my time's limited and I knew that I didn't know what the outcome of what I was going to pay, if I was going to get approved for Medicaid, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I need to go in with a plan. I need to get this plan in motion. And then I need to get out of here. Like I just, it needs to be quick because I can't, I don't want to have like a 50 to $100,000 bill after this, you know? Yes. So uh, they came in, asked us all the questions. Da, 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 and then they're like, I was like, I would like to go to uni because that's what my doctor recommended. And that's where Cassidy went. <clears throat> and I like told him about the Crohn's like we went everything down. I told him I didn't have insurance that I might be getting on Medicaid and I guess uni doesn't take Medicaid. Hmm. So that's a fun fact. So, um, but they were able to get me in, in the hospital to the psychiatric unit. Mm -hmm. And the way that they did that is that they used my Crohn's. They're like, she has Crohn's disease. So she needs to be in the hospital. And so it got me a bed there because usually they don't go to that, you know, like Mm. the, the unit I was in, they were like a health risk and, you know, mentally ill. <laughs> so they're like, we just need to wait for the bed. So I, I told Cassie to go home. Um, and then I just sent her home about five <laughs> or at 10 at 10. And then for the next seven hours, I waited for a room. God. I was in the ER for 12 hours, which I was asking uh, my, I guess, roommates, uh, ward mates, uh, how long they waited in the ER and, not it wasn't long that was like it was weird that i waited that long so mm. um i think it was because mm. it was sunday you know mm-hmm. so uh i got a room um this cute nurse that reminded me of guillermo from what we do in the shadows uh kind of came love, in <laughs> i love him I, I, I seriously i had like a crush on him i'm like he is cute i could take him home like i mean like <laughs> and he's this cute little mexican boy and he has like a you know he's such a sweetheart but um and there's no but, but anyways, he saw me naked, so I guess we're, I guess we're, we're an item now. No, but <laughs> they have to strip you down and get you naked just to make sure you're not self-harming. And if you yes. are, like, they, they check the wounds so they can, like, constantly check the wounds, right? Yes. Um, but the funny part of the story is two nights before, I was hanging out with Dane and Lisa, and uh, CKY came on, which is... I can't expect you to see me when I'm not around. Flesh into gear. Um, it's on the ja- it's on all the Jackass shows. Mm-hmm. So, Dane and I got into a slap fight, <laughs> which me, but it was mostly just me. But he and I were like, he and I were like, uh, we were like being rough with each other. I have the weirdest bruises all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "What's that from? What's that from?" And I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna be real with you." <laughs> 
I'm like, I am a millennial. This is how we used to have fun. I'm like, I was got drunk with my housemates and we had a slap fight. I'm like, you should see him though. It's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> and like my little Guillermo baby's like laughing. He's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> and I'm like, you get it. See, we're in love. <laughs> um, but uh, they were just like, all right, let's put you to sleep. Like it was five o'clock in the morning. They're like, try to get some sleep. The doctor will see you in the morning or whatever the doctors and like the counselors and the psychiatrist. So my door doesn't uh, close because all the way, because it was broken. And so <laughs> the whole time I had a door that was like partially open. Cause it's like a heavy door. So it's swing open. And um, that was fun. That really helped with my sleep. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I don't, what was your room like, so my room is a hospital bed, like a twin size hospital bed, um, with no like bells and whistles on it at all. Just okay. it's like kind of like a transport one, and then um, a shelf with like a with uh, like four four shelves on it, like a small bedside table. Okay. Two pillows and uh, two sheets and a blanket. And uh, at night, there's a light that shines. It's, it's just a mellow light, and then every fifteen minutes, they shine the light through your window to make sure you're breathing. Hmm. Which is fine. I mean, I, I knew I knew what I was getting myself into, and I understand why they have to do it. Um, but I was just like, well, not going to be sleeping for these couple of weeks this week, huh? These couple of days. Um, so, yeah, I don't even remember if I slept that night or not. And once I was there, you know, like, when you get somewhere and you regret the- Regret, regret it immediately yeah <laughs> because i did this even in the er where i was like yeah we can come back like we can come back tomorrow mm-hmm. and they're like no and i was kind of disappointed in myself for being like that but i was also like whatever bitch you're human this is a reaction like cassie tried to get out of it too yeah. <laughs> but i'm like i'm stronger than her i can do this but i was genuinely terrified because it's a terrifying situation i mean anyway you look at it you're gonna go get in when you go to the hospital you get poked and prodded and whether it's physical or emotional, it's happening. So yeah, that's just what the hospital stressful. is. Yeah. And I also had that lingering fear in my head that if, what if they can't fix me? You know, what if, what if this is just it for life? How am I going to, how am I going to keep going? Like, what if they're just like, yeah, you're, everything you're doing is great, but you know, here's some tools, you know, I mean, I obviously wanted tools and I needed to say help with a psychiatrist, but I, didn't I mean we'll get to it I didn't realize I have so much clarity now that you know hindsight being 2020 that I thought that my med situation was on point because it certainly made me feel different than not being on them Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure if that equated to me feeling okay you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so anyways um day one I get woken up by, uh, what are they called? A counselor and a, um, a counselor, a psychiatrist, and someone who's going to school to be a psychiatrist. Okay, like a student. Yeah. So there's follow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Well, I mean, and she's participating in the stuff too. So, um, what is the name for? I'm a social worker. I keep yes. forgetting. So I keep forgetting. I'm writing that down just so I won't forget it again. Um. So we kind of start going through, you know, my history and I'm obviously mentioning, I know, I know we banned her from this episode, from the show, but I feel like she, she's going to have to get brought up in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go through like my mom, the shit my mom does. Um, 
how she drives me fucking crazy because she's still a psycho. Mm-hmm. Are you walking somewhere? No, I was trying to cover myself with the blanket. I'm cold. Oh. Sorry that you can hear me, but then I was like, I can't unmute once I get under this blanket. Oh, okay. Um, and um, she's just kind of like, the psychiatrist isn't handling me with kids, kid gloves. I think I think that I needed that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She was just like, well, you should just stop doing that. And I, I remember I going, oh, cool. I'm healed. You know? After she would just give me some of the lamest advice. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm healed. Cool. Hey, why don't you just stop feeling like that? Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, cool. Thanks. Should I check out now? Is that all you got? Like, cool. <laughs> and then she told me, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she told me that my trauma has is my personality. Yeah. You, she, you said, she told me, stop making your trauma your personality. And part of me was like, okay, I get it. Cause like I talked to Kate about it. Because I was pissed. I mean, I was so fucking pissed because I was like. Like, you haven't. <laughs> well, I mean, look, this is what Kate said, which kind of gave me some clarity on the, on the matter. She goes, she's like, honestly, Bob, I think it's the podcast. She's like, when we were hanging out, she's like, we'd hang out all day, every day. And you'd bring up your mom like once every three months. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and when she would do crazy shit, you just be like, whatever. <laughs> and like, at this point, she was calling Caitlin, like, because I called her from Caitlin's phone one time because I didn't want her to have my number. Um, and my mom doesn't receive uh, star six, seven star 69 calls. Um, and she kept calling Caitlin and doing the same shit that she's been doing that we talked about where she's trying to get everyone against me. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, at that point too, she was, she found out I smoked weed. She called the fucking sheriff. Well, his second in command who was my dad's brother-in-law. Thank God. My dad called in, you know, said, don't bother. And he's like, I know what she's doing. I'm not stupid. And I know what's helping her. That those are his direct, his direct quote. He's like, I'm not going to go talk to her. I know what's going on, which is funny because the last time I was this emotional, when I had, when I had to seek help, I ran into him on my walk home. Hmm. And I've told this story before because he and I are like, we always flirt with each other, like mad. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, Ooh, Hey baby. Like, like I'm always like, ah, like, you know, just fucking with him. <laughs> Cause he's a, he's my mom's age. And, he's uh he was my dad's brother-in-law for a minute so i was walking home and i was crying but i had glasses on it was pouring rain i had sunglasses on and i was crying and he's like hey bob what's up and i was just like hey and he's like it's gonna be okay you'll get there that's what he said to me i remember him mm-hmm. saying that to me and i just like was like k and i just kept walking because i didn't want to talk to him because i was i couldn't stop crying and i was embarrassed at that time and i'm not embarrassed of this shit anymore like mm-hmm. <laughs> if you need to cry cry because guess what it's a thing um <laughs> But, uh, Caitlin was like, when she did that, she called, she like, she calls, she called my grandparents and we're like, you should drug test Bobby. Cause she's, she'll pee dirty. And you'll have to fire her. And I said to my grandma, I'm like, if you want to fire me, grandma, that's fine. <laughs> like, but if you know, like what I come in, I do my job very well, according to you. And I'm usually baked off my ass when I do it. So you let me, you tell me, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Caitlin was like, you never, and what she threatened my therapist too. Mm-hmm. Caitlin's like, you never brought her, brought her up and it never got you worked up. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I get that. <laughs> but I wasn't happy about it. And at what point do you just let it all r- run off your back? And are you, or what point do you become a doormat? You know, that was my yeah. question. I want to like ask, how are you supposed to heal from the shit if you're just ignoring the shit? Exactly. Exactly. But at the same time, 
we don't need to be talking about it anymore. Like maybe we can talk about it on a case by case basis on a personal note. Right. You know? Right. Like we planned on doing, but, um, that's part of the facade, right? Is just yeah. pretending like shit doesn't bother you. Well, that's what I kind of said to her too. I'm like, I don't like the facade. And again, I think me coming in being extremely direct, mm-hmm. having notes, and they wouldn't give me my fucking notebook, so I was kind of, like, reciting what I could remember. Mm-hmm. But for all, like, I think that might have just made her think she could handle me in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I don't want you to give it back to me right now. I want you to give me, you know, whatever. Help. A safe space. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, okay, it's my first day. I'm going to be cool about it. <laughs> um. This, I mean, this, this first day I was experiencing a lot of toxic positivity. Like people were either like yeah. over, overly positive, and I feel like that's kind of inappropriate. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't. Um, I dropped off something at least with Lisa. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Do you want to come in?" And I was like, "No." I think this is like, I thought it was like your time to get in this headspace. You didn't need people to be like, "You got this," blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You just, you just needed the clarity and the the ceremony to get what you needed to do done so that you could go. I like the word ceremony. I feel like a lot of things I do, maybe that's what I am. I'm very ceremonial because even going to bed is a ceremony. And if I don't have that ceremony, I can't sleep, mm-hmm. which is why my week at the psych ward was quite hard. Um, I'm not going to say everyone was too positive, too toxic positivity. And I also understand that I was off the weed and I was off the Xanax. So here comes my bad mood. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the nurse that I really bonded with, um, she was my first nurse and she was, she, you know, she wasn't trying to be overly anything with me. And she was like, I dig that you're like so forthcoming. And I'm like, what the fuck's the point of not being? She's like, totally. So um, it was that sort of thing. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, look at this. And da, 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 da. and there was a there was a tech and this, he's a guy who always was talking and I couldn't close my door all the way. So I always had to hear the droning of his dumbass voice. And I, I just <laughs> I feel like I like, you know, do you ever sit there and you're like, why am I the one here when this guy can't even sit alone in silence for three <laughs> minutes? Like, seriously? Like, and... Sorry. No, but, like, for real. For real. And, like, he was taunting his coworkers, but, like, saying, hey, hey, every time they... Uh, and, by the way, I'm going to try really hard not to use anybody's names, um, just for... I'll just but, mark them and we can delete them. Well, I mean, I'm just going to try not to anyways. Um, and I don't remember half their names anyways, so... <laughs> um, but, yeah, always constantly being, like, trying to annoy your coworkers, but you're doing it loudly and you're in a psych ward. What do you think that's going to do to the patients? Cause I was losing my shit and I feel like I was the calmest one there. <laughs> <laughs> and you were on your, off your Xanax. <laughs> so my nurse who I liked, so the next day, right. The, ne- the first day is pretty uneventful. Like I think I went to one group. Um, I stewed a bit. I started this book called, uh, the spider from Mars, my life with Bowie. And it's the drummer of the spiders from Mars. His name's Woody Woodsman. He, uh, he, it's a book that he wrote and it's fucking phenomenal. I recommend it to everyone. I actually just bought it for Andy. So he could, I'm like, I thought of you the whole time. Cause he's a drummer. Cute. <laughs> but, uh, 
I the next day the the psychiatrist came and got me and we were talking about something medical and it had to do with my period and she was asking me the dumbest questions like very condescending stupid questions and I was like looking at her like are you shitting me like what and I was just like okay so I just shut down I just stopped talking I was just like I'm not gonna talk like fuck this you know I've I've dealt with a bad counselor before uh (laughs) I know how to just shut down so I kind of shut down. I was just like, I don't want to talk. And uh, the social worker who I liked wasn't there that night, that day. So I was just like, I'm not, I just, whatever. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just going to reflect today. I try to get through this because I knew that my mood was related to, you know, the Xanax and stuff. Like I understood what was going on. Plus that, that adjustment is hard. If It's hard for anyone. Like it's, remember like when you first moved to college, like the first couple of days you were like, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember that? That's how it was. Then add the hospital aspect to it. Um, and my nurse came in, the one that I liked, and she kind of was, we were talking about it. Cause I was like, I need a new, I need a new psychiatrist. I'm like, she is so inappropriate and condescending. I'm like, it's not helping me at all. In fact, it's making me angry. And I'm like, I don't want to be angry here. And I don't want to waste my fucking time with someone like that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, we actually, it's not the first time we got a complaint on her. Like she, she, she doesn't know how to handle it. She's like, I would talk to the social worker and just tell her because she's good at telling the psychiatrist that she's kind of acting aggressive too aggressively. So I guess her and her, her and the social worker are kind of yin and yang. Mm-hmm. I definitely vibe more with the social worker, but obviously they do that for a reason. They stick yeah. different personalities together, so they have they have a, a broader reach. Um, and then we were sitting in group, and there was a uh, there was a new girl, and she was skinny and pale. And she was like young. You could tell she was barely old enough, you know, and she was shivering. So I asked another tech who's also a douchebag. I was like, hey, would you, uh," (laughs) I'm like, are you cold? I was like, you can get, I was like, you can get a warm blanket. Like I was just trying to help her because my first day I didn't know shit, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like how you are with people in school and stuff. She's like, hey, um, are you cold? We can get you a blanket. I'm like, hey, can we get her a warm blanket? She's freezing. And he goes, I'll get it. But we like for people to advocate for themselves. So not Guillermo guy. No, not Guillermo guy. Guillermo guy, no. <laughs> Guillermo would never. He would never. He was too sweet. And honestly, if he did it, if he would have wanted to correct me, he probably would have pulled me aside. A few of the techs were too big for their britches, and they were either the males, like the younger males under like forty, or um, the the young college girls, who mm. were like the, those girls would abuse their power. She, to this one in particular, was a bitch to all the patients. Like, we have a choice if we want to go to group or not. But she's like, no, come on, we're going. It's, it's going. Come on. To, like, the girl, to, like, some of the people who are, like, pretty much so far gone, there's no a point of no return. Like, she's treating them like shit. Yeah. And it's like, let them do what they want. <laughs> you know, like, leave them alone. But, uh, oh, yeah. And then the douche with long hair, the tech with long hair. He started talking about uh, politics loudly. Um, and about how stupid people are who want, um, socialized med or socialized healthcare. And I was, I wanted to walk out and be like, do you want to know what not having healthcare looks like this? Because mm-hmm. if I would have had healthcare, I would have gone and saw, seen a doctor. I would have gone to a psychiatrist. I would have taken care of the fuck out of, I would have taken care of myself. But since I don't, it has to get to this point mm-hmm. where we're entering Uglyville. Mm-hmm. Where I'll finally be like, all right, I got to check myself in. How much damage have I done to myself? Yeah. My brain, the ones around me, God forbid my fucking car. I got to get, 
<laughs> when I crashed, I when I well when I hit that uh, side of the meteor thing, um, it bent my <laughs> it bent my rotor. So I think my seven hundred bucks for a new one. But hey, you know what? Thanks to you guys, I don't have to worry about that. You don't. I'm so excited. You're landing on your feet because you one- deserve to. I'm 100% landing on my feet. I just did like a somersault or something. I did a triple axel and I'm landing. Wow. <laughs> Such skill. Wow. <laughs> um, and then in group two, this chick, she's, I mean, listen, again, I got to tell you, it is part of this anger was Xanax related. Sure. Um, but we had music therapy. And of course, I was being judgmental about all the music. I wouldn't expect anything less i heard the first uh three notes of a cover of where is my mind it's piano cover and she she hit next and i go you're really gonna hit next i'm probably the best piano cover there is (laughs) and then she came into my room after the group and she's like you got that really quick (laughs) (laughs) she's like are you real she's like do you play anything and i was like no i'm like i just like music that's it but after after we had that conversation, I was kind of cooler with her. Listen, all I want to do all the time is music. One hundred percent, dude. And let me tell you something. I didn't have control. Okay, that was one of the biggest. I'm grateful for it, but I'm such a control freak. Like I'm an insane control freak. Like I remember someone was trying you to help. See me behind the mic, just, just smiling. nodding, I'm nodding, and breathing. Well, um. I mean, I've told the story of when I made Christmas breakfast for me and um, Haslam and then the right, the right siblings. For those of you who go to Waterwitch, you do know Mike Wright. He's one of their better bartenders. <laughs> I was making him breakfast Christmas morning and everyone was trying to help. And I like literally would take the dishes out of Micaiah's hands and put them back down. I'm like, I've got it. <laughs> and then, I mean, but I'm still that way in the kitchen and I won't stop because yesterday yeah. I was making cheese fries. Um, and... <laughs> I, Lisa was trying to help me and I was like this is what this is my zen this is what I like to do just let me do it and she's like oh but I want to help and I was like no <laughs> I'm like I will bring you a plate when it's done <laughs> if you want to cook for Bobby just microwave her some carnitas <laughs> yeah bring it back to you I honestly Kendra. think no like I honestly think you were so scared of what I wanted to talk to you about that you were just like whatever you want let's just <laughs> no I wasn't I mean I wasn't I wasn't at all but I was I was just scared we were gonna break up, and once she said we weren't, I was like, cool. cool. I'll eat those microwave carnitas. They were good. <laughs> I swear to God. So speaking of food, yes. <laughs> Hospital food ain't great. That's so funny because I told one of my friends who's been to the uni psych ward that she was uh-huh. like, oh, they have the best food there, and I was like, mm. well, that's what that's what Cassidy said too. She's like, the yeah. food there's so good. I wasn't in uni. I was in University of Utah. But the nutritionist came and talked to me the second day. Uh-huh. And bless his heart. It was right when they put down my lunch tray. And it was <laughs> probably the worst meal I had there. It was a pulled pork sandwich, quote unquote, with a, with a quote unquote barbecue sauce. It wasn't barbecue <laughs> sauce. And I understand that barbecue sauce is mostly sugar. It's like sugar and vinegar. Um, it was like tomato sauce with, I don't know, but... <laughs> When I said he like he was like a he was, was a boomer, which we're gonna get into how much I hate boomers here in a bit. Excluding you, Linda. I love you, Linda. <laughs> um, and Trish, of course. There's a few that I like, but um, he was like, "Do you like the food?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, 
well, uh, what can we do? And I'm like, nothing. It's hospital food. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, <laughs> but no, I don't like it. I don't think it's, or he goes, do you think the f- food's good? And I said, no. I'm like, I just don't think it's good. I mean, if you want me to lie to you, I guess I can. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes, well, this is some of the best hospital food. You know, we, we're known for that. And they are, I will say that they are. Mm-hmm. Like, even Jake was like, because... <laughs> Because after I got home, I went around a shit ton of errands and I went and got some ramen because I wanted it. But I grabbed Jake some, too, because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm getting you y'all ramen. Shut up. <laughs> um, so I was smoking the weed and I had it smoked for like five days tolerance break. So I was a full blown stoner at this point. <laughs> I'm sitting in his, his, his kitchen table, like hunched over like a, like I just got out of prison. <laughs> it's like My mouth is like an itch from the broth because I'm just like shoveling. <laughs> And I'm like, this is the best fucking ramen I've ever had. And he's what like, flavor was it? It was spicy chicken from Virginia. <laughs> um, and uh, he goes, well, yeah, your hospital food. He's like, but the U has pretty good food. That's what you know. It, I was surprised by how good their food was. I was like, I did I was I there on the wrong week? Like, what <laughs> is going on? <laughs> food ain't great, which is fine. You know, I, I didn't expect. I didn't expect fine dining, for God's sake. Like, I, I knew what I was stepping into. It has to be of a certain nutritional value, and it has to, you know, not be high in sodium. Well, you know, I get it. I wasn't – whatever. So, I uh, – he's like, do you need extra food? And I was like, oh, Lord, no. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, you need to eat. And I'm like, I'm doing the best I can. And he's like, but the food here is not bad. It's, you know, it's not bad. And I was like, um, it's not good. And I'm like, and he's like, well, what can I do? I'm like, nothing. I'm like, you asked if it was good. I said it wasn't, period. And then I'm like, I, I'm like, I have a, I went to culinary school, dude. I'm like, you don't like, it, it is what it is, period. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then, and then he started talking to me about nutrition. I was like, again, I went to culinary school. I understand. <laughs> like, nutrition is part of cooking, period. I understand nutrition, just because I don't follow a nutrition plan doesn't mean I don't know about it. Okay. Listen. <laughs> Do I look like I hate nutrition? <laughs> yes. Well, he's like, he's like, well, I have a, this was on Tuesday. He's like, well, I have a nutrition class on Thursday. You should really come down so you can learn some stuff. And I was like, culinary degree. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, anyways, have a good one. And I was like, I was not ready to fucking throw something. I was like, you gotta be kidding. Oh, and while he's talking, I, so the pulled pork came in a separate uh, container and the sauce on it was just so bad. You could kind of like see the grittiness of the tomato. You know what I mean? You understand oh, what I'm yeah. saying here? I don't like it. So while we're talking, I like flip it over and put it on the bun. <laughs> and he's like, do you want more? And I, I, I like pulled it. Like right when he said that, I pulled it up. And I'm like, no, this is good enough. <laughs> like this is more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like shook by that. And I wasn't even trying to be mean. I was just like, no. I mean, I just... I don't lie to people when they ask me questions, you know? Yeah, like, why lie? What's the fucking point? Especially in a psych unit, what's the point of me lying here? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Write that down in your chart. Not lying. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm fucking out of here. Fuck this place. Fuck everyone around here. <laughs> I'm like, it's And your that? door's cracked open. So my, door, can... my, my door's cracked open. <laughs> like, I'm like... You can't even say anything because everybody's going to hear what you're saying. <laughs> well, I got on the phone... Uh, after the long haired tech and I told like four or five people about it and he was sitting pretty close to my room and I don't give a flying Christ if he heard about it. But I will say he and I never spoke. I think he <laughs> might I think he may have said hi to me once and I was just like, hey. And um 
we went on a walk together even. We didn't even speak. <laughs> I went on like a supervised walk with him. We didn't speak. Um, and I was just like, fuck this guy. Like, he's such a piece of shit. Like, da, da, da. I, don't, I don't think I went that hard on it because I was like, he is at his job and I don't want to go too hard. But mm-hmm. I decided that I was leaving. I'm like, and by the way, they started me on lithium on Monday. So, which scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. You see, you had the same reaction, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like a, it's like a visceral reaction. Yeah. And I said that to him. I was like, uh, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. And they're like, um, why? And in my head, I'm watching Garden State and Zach Braff going, I've been so fucking numb for so fucking long. When his psychiatrist is like, I can't believe he has you on that much lithium. Yes. <laughs> and then yes. also, there is a Nirvana song called Lithium. I'm so happy because today I found my friends there in my head. Um, and so I said, maybe I just have like the Hollywood version of Lithium. I'm like, but I'm a little apprehensive about this and there she's like no it's fine the psychiatrist she's like it's not what you think it is and i'm like okay well then what is it <laughs> like this is my frustration with her she would be like no you know very dismissive and it's like okay well you're gonna need to explain to me why it is or is not a thing or else we ha- we're having problems like what's your point like what's your deal as a fucking psychiatrist yeah so started on lithium and they gave me a sleeping pill and it didn't really help <laughs> <laughs> We're about to, you guys are about to hear about my tolerance for sleeping pills. I don't know if I'm a god or not, but maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So I decided on day two that I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to decide, like, um, I tried to mellow myself out all day, all fucking day, because I'm like, Bobby, like, stop it. Like, like, I should stop it. But then I was like, I don't feel like my complaints are invalid. (laughs) Like, my door doesn't close. The psychiatrist is not giving me anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, The food shit. You uh, came in there with, like, I want to get this done. And they were like, well. Well, part of it is time, though, right? And I think that is part of the process is you do have to lose control. You have to hand over everything, you know? I had no control. And it's like, and if I miss group or something, I kind of go out for a walk. Mm -hmm. And stuff like that, which is fine. Um, But I also would beat myself up if I miss group. Because I'm like, you want to, like, you came here for a reason. Go. Go do it. Mm -hmm. It's not like you got committed. You came here for a reason. Go. Um, So... I told the nurse that I liked that I was going to leave. I'm like, I'm in here voluntarily. I'm going to fucking cut and run because I ain't having this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she's like, well, talk to your, you know, talk to your person. <laughs> so anyways, after, after day three, uh, I got woken up. It was me by the, uh, the psychiatrist, her, her person, her helper and the social worker. And I just was blunt about it. I was like, you're not helping me at all. I'm like, your bedside manner is terrible. I'm like, you are so goddamn condescending. I'm like, I don't put up with this shit, man. I'm like, I ain't about it. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and put up with this because it's a waste of fucking time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't need you to tell me to stop doing that. I need you to give me tools. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need you to tell me like what's obvious. I'm like, I understand it's obvious. Why do you think I'm so frustrated? I know that I obviously shouldn't give certain people my power. I'm like, I know that I should get worked up about my mother, but she is my mother. So if you could help me figure out how to not do that, I'm like, then I'll stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, well, we need to check your levels for lithium because you can be too high and it can kill you. And um, I was like, cool. I'm like, I can go to my doctor on Friday or Thursday or something or Monday. Anyway, the social worker took over at that point mm-hmm. and kind of went through a bunch of stuff. And she 
she's like bobby you are traumatized you are she's like i am very impressed with how like ready you are to be doing this because i didn't see my social worker at all on the second day which pissed i me see off. you know yeah. it, pissed, it pissed me off i was like because uh, I felt like she actually got through to me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so she talked for a little bit, and she's like, we want to try these treatments, these treatments, these treatments. Um, she's like, we wanted to keep you through the weekend. I'm like, you told me you wanted to keep me for five days. And I'm like, and let me guess, you guys don't discharge on the weekends. And they're like, no, not usually. And I'm like, so I'm really going to be staying for seven or eight. I'm like, that's a miscommunication to me. <laughs> that is not going to help me out. I'm just going to get pissed off about that. And I'm like, I'm out of here on Friday. I'm like, I have things to do. I'm like, I feel like my time would be better spent away from you guys <laughs> straight up. I was like, I'm not, I'm not happy with this at all. So we, we, we reached a compromise <laughs> and they're like, well, I should come on Friday. Um, you know, whatever. But after a little bit, the psychiatrist who I was kind of like, I'm not gonna put up with your bullshit. Like, no, she was like, I'm really sorry <laughs> that, um, I came at you like that. She's like, you have a very strong personality you're you are being funny like i made them all laugh and i mm-hmm. yes i did i did keep track of all the people i made laugh and it, it's a big list <laughs> she only got a half a point every time because i don't like her <laughs> <laughs> but um uh i was like hey you know like i'm fragile i'm scared like i'm coming off my weed and xanax i'm like i get understand that i could be being hostile i'm like but I don't feel like I came to you that way. I was just open and honest with you about it. And then I was like, and the whole thing's just, con- it's just kind of fucking sending. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do this. And she was like, she's like, what I just witnessed. She's like, I'm going to tell you what I just witnessed. And I was like, okay. And I think she kind of was taking the focus off herself, but I think it's a good example. She's like, you don't take crap from anyone. I was like, yep. <laughs> she's like, you are like, no, I'm not like, if something's unjust, you're going to speak about it. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, why don't you do that with your mom? <laughs> and I was like I'm like I do to a certain point she's like you get really worked up when it comes to your mom and she's like and I think you actually saw some of me and uh, some, of, some of your mom and me and I was like no not really I'm like but you are onto something there where I don't put up with shit but and it doesn't bother me to be like no fuck off and then I move on but yeah you, she's right I don't do it with my mom mm-hmm. and she my mother is squatting in in me yeah she doesn't belong there she's not she shouldn't be there yeah and they all see that too (laughs) and they were like able to i don't know the point is we, we reached we reached uh understanding she apologized She's like, I am sorry for coming on too strong. She's like, I was just kind of matching your energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think you should not do that with people who just checked into a mental institution. That's just my opinion, you know, from an, an insider's perspective. <laughs> and Caitlin was like, that's not what she's fucking paid to do. <laughs> I'm like, look, lady, I'm not looking for a tight five to seven minutes, okay? <laughs> I'm looking for you to help me. Um, but I honestly feel my feelings of dismissal were very valid. And she did it. She acknowledged it. And I was like, we need to start. I'm like, I need to see, start seeing some action here or else I'm out the door. Like, I'm like straight up. I'm like, you guys aren't doing me any good. And I'm like, and I'd just rather give the bet to someone else. I'm like, because if we're like on the same level and we all know the same things, <laughs> that I should stop giving certain people my power, then why am I here? You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. So we did, uh, we did kind of have a, a little showdown, but I kind of was coming off the Xanax and kind of realizing that 
Sure, there was a little bit of toxic positivity, but some pe- people are just happy. Some people are just positive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some some people like like get stoked about things, like you know. And I I was like annoyed that she was stoked about like a tree or something, and I'm like, Ugh. and then I'm like, wait a second, Alvy. <laughs> <laughs> You literally have a tree on your person, and yeah. that's that's all you paint and draw. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> They're like cool tree. They're trying to level with you. They've seen you draw a billion trees already. Look at this cool tree. You're like fuck, fuck that tree. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that freaking video where the guy's talking to his dog. He's like. He's like, it was a cat, did it? He's like, we don't have a cat. The dog's like, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I'm like. I definitely, I definitely had to uh, give myself some. I had to be like, yo, bitch, you're part of the problem here today. (laughs) Self, calm down. I know. I'm like, bring it down a notch, Alvy. These people are here to help you. But I also, I'm like, also don't beat yourself up too much because they deal with this all the time and my cattiness <laughs> certainly isn't worse than like someone coming off heroin or something. <laughs> Not laughing about people coming off heroin. Heroin. I just think it's just classic obstinate Bobby. <laughs> Pretty funny. Well, I didn't, I didn't tell anyone that their mother sucks cocks in hell. So, I mean, I've seen worse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So anyways, um, I, <laughs> was reading so I was reading this book about Bowie and not only is it just a book about Bowie it's a book about music in that time period and so all this music is getting hit up bomb 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 I'm learning new stuff about music I love and I told I said at one point that Ziggy Stardust the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the spider from Mars was a conceptual album yeah and this book says that Bowie didn't ever mean it for it to be it just was accidentally that Mm. and I was like Bowie, you a god, sir. <laughs> I accidentally created great things. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but uh, they would play music all day long, and they were, they were usually doing, you know, soft rock, 80s, you know, 60s and 70s. And I would just be sitting there by myself, and everyone would be guessing the wrong song, and I'd just be like, it's this. <laughs> <laughs> and so I pretty quickly became the go- the google for the ward about what <laughs> and sometimes i just be in my room reading and so i'd be like bobby what is this so i'd stop and listen like for like 30 seconds I'd be like oh, da, 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 da. I'd be like thank you you're their own personal like sound hound <laughs> <laughs> which was interesting because... did it validate you and how cool you are oh yeah but that's the thing it, it took no time for me to to form a group that was like the the group the it group <laughs> it you was are me- cult leader is what you're it's, saying yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> it was uh it was me and this 18 year old jehovah's witness girl who i love <laughs> she's such a sweet girl i love her um and then this like 47 45 year old uh guy with parkinson's who also was like he mirrored a lot of stuff that i did i think he was like not all the way there but who who is we're all sitting in a psych ward right <laughs> But he, I would get him going, and he would just be laughing so hard. <laughs> and so, like, everyone wa- – it was clear that I was bringing an energy to the ward that they had never seen before. You know, because, again, cult leader. These are my followers. <laughs> You're like, what's up, gang? Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
What up, sluts? <laughs> I said that to Lisa and her husband earlier. I'm like, what up, sluts? And she's like, she's like, you're a slut. And I'm like, damn right I am. And she's like, I'm sorry, I should have said that. I'm like, why? Being a slut's good. That's why I called you a slut. I was like, oh, sluts. shit. She just got out of the mental hospital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry I called you a slut. <laughs> sorry I called you what you are. <laughs> So, okay, so during, during, over these, on Wednesday, I found out that I was misdiagnosed. Are you ready? How Here's how I found out. Okay, what? Okay. So, cur- currently, for those of you new to the podcast, uh, my diagnosis was uh, ADHD, depression, and anxiety. So, I'm sitting in with the psychiatrist, the social worker, and the, the student, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, my highs are, like, super, like, they're way too high, and my lows are so low. And I'm like, it's just like a fucking roller coaster ride. Like, I'm over it. And she's like, well, I think you're bipolar. And I go, no, that's not it. <laughs> and, like, I did, I did, like, the, I did, the, I did the hand mo- movements of a roller coaster, right? Which is literally the, car, the, dra- the, the, the graph of how they describe bipolar disorder. Yes. And um, she's like, oh, okay. And then, like, 30 seconds later, I was like, I mean, I just described it. So, yeah, I think that is... <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how I never saw this before. I'm like, I have described my mood as this before. And I'm like, and if anyone described that to me, I'd be like, oh, bitch, you bipolar. And I'm like, but somehow not me. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we all kind of had a good laugh. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, yeah, maybe I am. She's like, that's why we started on lithium. And I was like, cool. And um, I. How do you feel about that? Like, it's the right fucking diagnosis. I can't believe I just never saw it before. Like, it's so funny to me. How many people have missed that, too? Well, but here's the thing about doctors. I see them so rarely that they can only bank on what I tell them. That's true. You know? Like, because I love my doctor. She's great. And she was really good at listening to me. And I do approach my shit with so much confidence that why wouldn't she, you know? Like I, when I got diagnosed with ADHD, I was like, I saw all the things, but what my doctor, what the psychiatrist told me, she's like, it gets so ADHD and depression gets so, so misdiagnosed so regularly. Yes. She's like, it's because your manic highs look like ADHD, Mm -hmm. you know? And she's like, and your lows look like depression. She's like, because they are, but that's not what you have. Yeah. So I was like. Okay, that makes sense. So I feel like day three, uh, the lithium, or maybe it was just a placebo effect, but I started to feel more level. I started to feel okay. And as having days to have thought about it, I realized that I hadn't felt this way since I was like six or seven, maybe eight, mm-hmm. where I wasn't worried about the future. I wasn't... Um, like I was I wasn't so worried about the future that I didn't want to meet it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um and I feel that I did kind of revert to my childlike ways because I was a child the last time I felt this way. Yeah. Um and I felt safe and I felt stable too, not just in where I was but like emotionally and I was able to go back and like kind of be the class clown in our groups and stuff and just make every pe- everybody laugh and literally no one was upset <laughs> with my antics because by like Wednesday Thursday everyone was attending meetings 
um because i made i was like come on let's go to, let's go to group <laughs> you know you ring in the cowbell everybody <laughs> well like and there's this there was this one chick and she just turned 56 happy birthday to her um <laughs> who never came to group and i was like hey i'm going to group you want to come and she was just like shocked that she was even getting asked in that manner instead of being treated like shit and she has been there for a long time mm. but yeah it's like my inner, inner child was safe, felt safe enough to come out um yeah and play which it hasn't for a long time it's been hiding under the bed for like 25 years 30 years <laughs> um but i do want to talk a little bit about uh this this because because what what's always frustrated me as someone who's been suicidal is how people are like but we love you so much we, we miss having you like please stay yeah. and i'm not saying it's a bad thing but this was the first time i ever experienced it was when i was here where i there's this girl we're gonna call her june okay. um she's 31 and her body has turned against her. I think she had fetal alcohol syndrome. Um, and she didn't get any help. So I think she probably had a drug problem. Like she has tattoos and stuff. So I think there was a time in her life where she was mentally not where she's like, she could barely talk. And she like is really uncomfortable with how she moves and stuff. And like, I can tell that she's just in constant physical and mental pain. Mm. But every time I saw her, like, I was drawing when I first got there and she came up. She's like, that's, that's really pretty. And I was like, well, I drew it for you. And I handed it to her, you know, and she like went around and showed everyone Bobby made this. Look how talented she is. Look how talented she is. And I'm like, Oh, you should be my hype man. Like I should have you sell my art for me. <laughs> and I like sat, like I was sat, had a conversation with her and I could just tell by the way she reacted that she doesn't get many of those. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, so I wrote a diary entry I kind of want to read okay, about her and about that feeling of selfishly wanting a person to stick around, even though it's uh, like hard on them. So I felt my first bit of selfishness wanting someone who had no quality of life to live. Her name was June, and she's a few rooms down in the, in the psych ward. She screams and wells in pain, can't stop shaking, has the worst anxiety I've ever seen. And all her teeth have rotted out of her head. Hmm. Last night, she shit the bed several times. And I could tell that she was embarrassed. Her screams of, am I ever going to have a normal life? Prompted me to make her a sign that said, no, normal is just a setting on the washing machine. Every time I walk by her, I tell her how proud I am of her. Tomorrow is her birthday. And I'm finding myself making her a hat out of newspapers. Naive and thinking her quality of life could be raised to a livable level with a stupid hat made out of newspaper that had a headline about abortion on the side of it. But it also felt cruel not to give her all the love and attention and positive vibes whenever I saw her. I couldn't decide if I wanted her to be alive for me or for her. She certainly didn't want to be alive, and her quality of life was so low that it was cruel of me to hope she had a long life. I mean, after tomorrow... I'll never see her again. And based off how she lit up when I told, took time to talk to her, a new friend wasn't coming anytime soon. One night ago, wait, one, one might argue that I'm showing humanity by wanting her to stay. I might argue it's barbaric to keep her in the prison of not only the super lockdown psych ward, but the more simple and damning poison prison of her mind and body. And while I'm grateful for finally being able to understand the complex feelings of wanting someone to stick around, 
despite the clear agony <laughs> they face on a daily basis. I wasn't sure the whole thing wasn't a dark spot on our species. The end. That's really sweet. And also, like... Dark as fuck? <laughs> no, just true. <clears throat> just true. Yeah, I really liked her a lot. And... I'm grateful to have that interaction with her because I'm definitely the type of person who, again, I mentioned quality of life like four times, but like yeah. <laughs> it, that matters to me. And, um, I'm glad that I did cast her aside because there have been times where I've done that in my life. And I don't know. I just, every time I saw her, I told her I was proud of her because you know what? I was, that can't be easy. It can't be easy to get up every day. Yeah. Even if it is just a stand weirdly by your door and shake that takes courage man so this one's for you June <laughs> on a lighter note <laughs> no I just think I just think um I've thought a lot about those concepts since you checked yourself in and like <clears throat> people you know reaching out and being like what are we gonna do for Bobby and like I am, I am proud of you, you know, for going mm -hmm. and we've talked a lot about what suicide is and like, I agree, you know, like it is cruel of us to just say, I wish you'd stay for me because like they have to live with their whole life. And after you're done saying, I wish you'd stay for me, like you still go back to your own life and they still have to deal with theirs. But yeah. That's interesting that you found yourself on the opposite end of it. Yeah, and it helped me gain some empathy for all y'all. <laughs> for anyone who's ever told me, but but I'd miss you. And obviously my situation isn't as dire as June's. Um, yeah. But I was telling my brother about it, and he's like, well, you better be careful. You can be like that. I'm like, born with fetal alcohol syndrome? I think that's coming gone, Jake. <laughs> he's like, ooh, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so wow. on a lighter on a lighter note, um, they tried so many sleeping pills on me, and no, I could not be tamed. Am I a god? <laughs> but like, you definitely are an Alfie. <laughs> <laughs> we got godlike qualities, bitch. So, are you a god because you can't be tamed by sleeping pills? I mean, I think so. <laughs> Do you know what they gave you? No, but it was like it was hardcore, <laughs> and uh, she she uh, gave me like double from the night before uh -huh. at one point, and then she's like, "How'd you sleep?" I was like, "Nope." <laughs> <sighs> I'm like, "Not only did I not sleep, I was up when everyone was asleep, but I completed I from start to finish a whole entire puzzle." Oh wait, okay, for, that's <laughs> like a lie. I guess I better bore myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. It was it was um I probably did about eighty percent of it. It was okay. probably 10% started when I sat down and 10% was left when I got, you know. Wow. Which, by the way, I met a super cool tech. She's probably listening. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> but um, she and I were shooting the shit. And at one point she goes, she's like, you are, like, so level-headed. You got your shit. She's like, why are you here? And I, like, pointed to my brain. It's like, <laughs> can't help this one. <laughs> she's like, no, that's true. She's like, that's, that's really what it is. And, uh. I was like, yeah, I'm like, it's cool. But she was so cool. She was awesome. And then uh, 
we talked for like a few hours and then she had to go do one-on-one with someone and um the next day we were all watching a movie and i mean we all work so i was like we're watching a movie (laughs) everybody gather around well we watched the sound of music the first night and we were all like singing we were all like singing along with it and stuff like it was the funnest like no holds barred inhibitions down like no worries yes like the guard was down and like everyone was just having a really good time well you're in a psych ward why not i think that was kind of the vibe like yeah i'm in a fucking psych ward why would i not just (laughs) belt out (laughs) honestly Um, on my mental health days i pop in sound of music too (laughs) well you know what i need to chill (laughs) i noticed that um the two uh one of them what her name her name we're not gonna say her name but she's from southern utah so i found that out first first day um and she's older she has kids but she has an, an eating disorder i think um but we were talking about cedar mountain and bryce canyon and oh. all the things and so we bonded that way but uh i was like she watched she watches a movie every night so i'm like what are you watching tonight and she's like i don't know she's like go pick something out and i was like cool so i could have gone you know snooty i could have gone art house <laughs> but i was like I, th- I walked out i'm like i think it's the sound of music right guys and everyone was like yes i'm so <laughs> glad you made <laughs> and like even the techs were in just watching it with us we were all just like jamming we were hanging out <laughs> so uh <laughs> the next day we were watching and then i talked to the tech that night and then the next day she was back and we were watching man is still and she's like hey guess what i'm listening to she flips up her phone and it's is this a place podcast oh my gosh like, yeah she's and she's like it's it's good and i was like thanks and she's like i just barely started but i like it so far and i was like cool and then a few hours later i was like taking a leak or something she's like hey your podcast is awesome i was like oh, thank you see the facade is crap good <laughs> yes yeah so we have we're a not gonna live there anymore though but like you know we're we're gonna head into season four we can change things up again well let's not pretend like it's not part of who we are i mean it is but that doesn't mean we need to sit there you know what i mean we don't need to hang out there everything's fine i like my mom not that (laughs) okay we won't do that (laughs) um they had me make a list of ideal mother and father do you want to hear it i'll do my ideal mom now i can do father too by um well, I do this a lot, but it makes me makes me sad because I'll never be it. So keep going, though. Okay, my mom, my ideal mom, okay. can can be confided in, speaks calmly and lovingly, has a safe, clean home, takes meds, goes to therapy, takes accountability, isn't religious, <laughs> likes to exercise, loves being a grandma and rocks at it, has hearts next to her contact info. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's not. She doesn't even have contact info. She's just let alone hearts next to it. Is a safe place to feel unconditional love, affectionate and tender with touch. But the important thing to, to do here is, I said, doesn't use vulnerability against me and then mm-hmm. um, never touches me in a violent manner. Mm-hmm. And I know we've all heard this before, but I think it's good to reiterate. You have to rephrase your, th- you have to rearrange your thinking because never touches me in a violent manner. Sometimes it just takes away the never part and touches me in a violent manner. So you just got to completely eliminate that thought and say affectionate. Yes. Like it's, um, you're still manifesting negative things when you focus on the negative. So you, you reframe it. Yeah. Right. And, uh, the social workers like this, your mom's never going to be this person. No. 
She's like, but this is what your ideal mother looks like. So guess what? She's not it. Move on. It wasn't it wasn't as direct as that, but yeah, but like it's it is a powerful thought, right? Because I was kind of expressing my nerves for our special event that we're not telling anyone about yet, but because yeah. I was like, this and this and this could happen, and then she's like, why would your mom even be near that? And I'm like, because that's who she is. And she's like, well, then make sure there's a cop nearby and have her arrested. And I'm like okay <laughs> like yeah. all right she's like you don't have to protect anyone you don't have to stop your mom from saying or hurting anyone there's people for that they have that's their job to do my mom and my aunt got in a fight in the middle of the street after a, a parade and i was just like i don't have to mediate this yeah you're like bye <laughs> so i just walked away and then everybody was like they got in a fight and i was like yeah they embarrassed themselves. <laughs> I know. How embarrassing for them. Well, but I, and I said, okay, cool. I can do that. I'm like, but yeah. I'm, I'm also going to tell you if my mom is going at someone, whether it's anybody, I will step in it because I can, I could manhandle her and I kind of want to, too. Yeah. <laughs> but like she, uh, when my sister was like 27, she started hitting her. My mom started hitting her in her own house, in my sister's own house. And um, like, cause my sister's smaller than her. Mm-hmm. And, my mom doesn't hit, stopped hitting me. I told her we were done at a certain point, but I will never not intervene on that. I will never not intervene, but yeah, like for other things, like I need to just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> other things. I just need to let it go. I get, I get what you're saying. Cause mm-hmm. it's like easy to, it's easier said than done. You, you just want to have justice and you want to express all of the reasons why like, because you're you're justifying not having to, your 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 therapist said let it go, uh-huh. and you feel like you have to justify why you're holding on to it because X Y Z happened, and those things still hurt. Well, but also what I'm saying is like if I see my mom raise a hand to anyone, I'm jumping in and I'm telling her we're done here. Yeah. For a couple, there's a lot of reasons why. One of the main ones is I know how to handle her. Like, I know how to get, I know how to, like, not handle her, but handle her. You know what I mean? Like, I can grab her and get her off people. I said, I said, I kind of feel like you're asking me to not run for my niece or nephews, nieces and nephews, when there's a bear in the campfire, or in, mm-hmm. the, in the camp, in the campground. In the campground, yeah. I'm going to go grab them. <laughs> but they're like, you put your oxygen mask on first. I'm like, heard. <laughs> I totally will. I'm going to help myself first. Yeah. But again. Also, there's a scenario where and I've just talked about this with somebody else where you anticipate shit going down because shit always goes down. That's what I said too. I'm yeah. like, I kept going back to animal uh, references where I'm like, it's like I've been bit by the snake six times, but I'm like, it's cool kids come hang out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to do that. But then it comes to a point where you do have to be like, it's not my job to manage those people. And it's not my job to manage that person's reaction or that person's bullshit. But I will, like you like you said, you still are able to, like, you know, protect your niece and nephew. Right. But, like, not at your expense. You know what I mean? Like, don't have that anxiety about it going into it. And, and that is that is what it is. Um, yeah. Because they said, we talked about the difference between worry and worrying and caring. And I'm just going to use another example. Because Kay and... Um, 
uh, me, Kate, and Kayla. Kate, Kate, I'm gonna call her Danger. <laughs> um, we are in a group chat, and we always check in on each other. We all suffer from mental health stuff. Um, and I talked to Kate, and I was like, "What's up?" She's like, "I haven't heard from Kay for like a minute, like for a few days." And I'm like, "Really?" Because I called her too, and I was like, "Yo, here's my information. Hit me up so we can shoot the shit." Yeah. And usually she'd be, she's a visitor. She likes to visit. <laughs> she's just like, I'm visiting, visiting, wait, visit, visiting. My speech is a little bad. Sorry. I'm getting used to the lithium. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so I called her and I was like, yo, bitch, we're worried about you. <laughs> like, call us back. And then um, I just use it as like an, a light example. Cause I'm like, well, should I be worried? And she's like, what good is it? How's it going to serve you? Uh-huh. Like you worrying about her doesn't mean that you care. Like, I know you care about her, but you can care about her without worrying about her. <laughs> she's like, what, are, what could you possibly do? I'm like, I don't know. I could cruise down and see how she's doing. And she's like, but you can't do anything right here and now. So just let it go. <laughs> like, and we did this meditation exercise where um, it said thoughts are like clouds. They come and go. Let it pass. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're even gonna have negative thoughts, but just let mm-hmm. it pass. Like let it come in, observe it, and let it move on. Like just pretend like it's a cloud. That's yeah, gonna, my, that, that's gonna get a good mantra, mantra for me to like help me. Yeah, that really does work. Cause like, my first therapist was like, all those thoughts, you have them. Are all of them important? Nope. No. Some of them come into manifestation and you saying something. Should you have said in all of those? No. No. So, like, just let your brain just through it. Yeah, the cloud thing is nice because it's, like, all it is is just vapor. For real. For real. No, and that's and that's true because it's, like, I like how it says even negative thoughts because I feel like part of our facade, part of our Mormon upbringing is to not even have negative thoughts. Right. Because. Because God, contention is of the devil, blah, blah, well, blah, blah, blah. And God knows everything. My mom always used to say contention is of the devil. It's like, oh. Oh, Lucifer, yeah, such a fucking Mormon thing. Lucy, that you? <laughs> but it, it also stunts your emotional intelligence because you're unable to address things that upset you or injustices or anger in a healthy way because all you're taught to do is just push it down. Push it down. Put a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Sweet girls don't think that way. Which is what we should talk about right now. Um, I'm just going to call her Brianne. Okay. Uh, this... Uh, I was so happy that we were there at the same time because she is me. She's me. She struggles. She's struggling with life. Um, And the way that it all sort of got brought up was I was in my room reading and we'd already gotten in trouble for the, we like people to advocate for themselves thing. <laughs> So we were already homies. And I asked her too, I go, what are you in here for? And I'm like, you don't have to tell me. She's like, oh, I'm suicidal. I'm like, oh my God, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and she like laughed. And so we were homies. So anyway, she's walking by my room and she walks, uh, she like opened it. She's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, I oh, just reading. What are you? And she's like, oh yeah, me too. And I'm like, what are you reading? And she lifted up the Holy Bible. And I was like, fuck. But I was just like, oh, cool. And I'm like, you religious? She's like, yeah, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. And I was like, well, how does that factor into all this? And I like, you know, gestured around <laughs> the room, like, you know, this psychiatric ward. And she's like, 
I don't know. I just feel like I'm a bad witness. <laughs> and mm. I don't feel like that, that sentence is ever going to leave my mind. Mm. And it's like, so on top of having a mental health problem, you have to always also worry about how bad of a Jehovah's Witness you are. Yeah. Like, like that sounds so fucking familiar too. I know, right? So familiar. And instead of like trying to talk her out of anything, I just said, well, what's your favorite? What's your favorite verse? I'm like, mine's Jesus wept because it's short. And she opened up and she read me a cool verse out of Matthew. And it was kind of about anxiety. She's like, there's a lot of uh, scripture about anxiety. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> as I got to know her a little bit more, um, first of all, she loved hanging out with us. She loved it. She loved hanging out with me. Like when I hugged her goodbye, she wouldn't let go sort of mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like there was that hesitation there. Like I loved her. She loved me. We were homies. I gave her my email. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, uh, there's just a couple of things. Like we had this great, we had this chick, um, who gave us the best groups and she would also take us for walks and do like yoga with us. Yeah. <laughs> and she was super like positive. Yeah. But like in a fun way, you know, and, um, she would curse with us and stuff. So we had a really fun group. Um, uh, me and the older guy, uh, were like razzing each other hard and we were cursing and all this stuff such a fun time we were all laughing and then we got up and left and uh the the person who did the class came in and she's like hey she's like i love you so much you're so like you're great she's like but we gotta quit quit swearing because she's like brianne just told me that she likes us guy likes us but we're a bad influence because we swear and i was like all right i can respect her for that yeah but the it was like a day or two later oh yeah it was the next day i was uh talking to one of the techs who of course i'm in love with but we'll get to that um not guillermo i mean look i would with guillermo he's adorable (laughs) but this guy is like a 47 year old return missionary from southern california who's an atheist now (laughs) so he's like (laughs) a dreamboat (laughs) honestly like i imagine us i just imagined us making out and it did something it it awoke into something in me (laughs) it wasn't even super sexual just us making out i was like that's hot um so anyways like always you're like oh i planned our whole lives together (laughs) no that's the thing is i didn't i just plan on us making out it being hot and heavy that's all (laughs) i like we'll go from there but uh we were talking about um he and i were sitting there talking about religion because obviously we have a lot in common and um (laughs) brianne came and sat like was sitting by us while we were talking and i could tell like because he was bashing people who like believed in the bible and stuff and were Mm -hmm. religious and i was like I like it if it works for people, cool. Because I knew she was sitting right there. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like like... Uh, if it works for people, cool. Right, but I don't think he's there yet. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> so uh, I was just like, well, whatever. And then I, I could tell she was getting uncomfortable, which was making me uncomfortable. So I like wrapped it up, which was a bummer because I love talking to this guy. Like he's cute, and um, I wouldn't <laughs> have his babies, but I sure would share a life with him for like twenty years. <laughs> 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 I guess I am planning our, our future. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> But anyways, um, she said to him, oh, you guys, that offended me. And he's like, why? And she's like, because I could hear it because my door didn't close, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, she's like, because I'm religious. And in that instance, I was thinking it was her. Like, I will not swear in group for her sure, <laughs> because we're in a public, you know, it's a group. But she invited herself yeah. into your conversation. She should advocate for herself to walk away. She's trying to be a good witness. 
yeah but uh he i don't think he cared either and then i didn't think i was gonna see him again but he was there when i woke up on friday morning (laughs) (laughs) and the the love affair continued (laughs) but at one point he told me that um i remind him of his girlfriend and then later he told me his girlfriend is so perfect for him and then he again mentioned that we were very much alike that I was doesn't like, well, help you. <laughs> like, break up with her! <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, I was talking to him, and I was, like, I was going, I was reading the City Weekly, and Jean loves Jezebel played on Friday, and I was going to go, but I was just too tired. But I was talking to him about it, and um, he's, like, all I do is work and school. And I'm, like, because he's getting, like, his mm-hmm. bachelor's in nursing or something. And uh, I was, like, well, you should come to the show tonight. It's at Liquid Joe's. And he's, like, oh, I live, like, two blocks away from there. <laughs> Oh, no, no. I, li- I live two blocks east from there or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, it's next to the Harmons. I'm like, that's the Harmons I go to. He's like, me too. And I'm like, Leash, come to this show tonight. So whether if he went or not, I don't know because I didn't go. But <laughs> <laughs> point is, tech, tech, girl who, tech girl who I love, tell him I'm in love with him, see what happens. Bobby, <laughs> some things can't be helped in a psych ward. Apparently. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is, I felt like I had less of a crush on everyone than I usually did. But the crushes that I did have... <laughs> I think it's adorable. Well, it's also my inner child's hanging out with me. Like, I'm oh my God. Up, I've reverted, and I'm like, I have a crush on him, and it's fun. I like, have so many things to say about, like, second puberty. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, like, this time I didn't feel any shame. Like, I wasn't like, how embarrassing I have a crush on Guillermo and, you know, ex-Mormon tech boy. But it's like, I don't care. They're cute. And, like, I wouldn't mind if they asked me out. In fact, um, the guy who's fixing my car tomorrow. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That was disgusting. <laughs> I'm going to edit that one out. I thought I would have control of it, but it was gross. <laughs> I'm going to keep it in because of the facade. I don't want everybody to know that you're not human. I'm never, I'm never going to find love. I just, I just fell out of love with myself for a minute. I'll, let, I'll edit it out. I want you to find love. No, I don't care. Um, the, I do smoke weed. This is me. Um, and I feel congested today. Like I'm drinking tea. You guys all know I don't do that usually. So, um, but yeah, I don't. I'm not embarrassed of my crushes and how I feel. Like it's so. It's so. It's like that's the only way I can describe it. My inner child is fi- finally feel safe enough to come out and play. And yeah, I, I feel like I'm very immature in some aspects, and I can't wait to gain maturity. <sighs> Part of that kid needs to grow up. I think. I think you should relish in this second childhood that you Oh, yeah, have no, I'm loving it. Because um, I feel the same way. Is like I am constantly having to reparent my inner child and let them express themselves and assure them that they're safe and find joy like they found joy. And why the fuck not? We've got a long life to live mm-hmm. if we're lucky. So, like, do it right. Doing it right, doing it right. Yeah. Um, I feel that way too. Um, but just like a final thought on the Jehovah's Witness girl. Um, she was so funny and sweet and amped to be there until her sister visited and told mm. her, gave her the religious oh, the, rundown. No, no. That she just needs to check herself out and go get her life together at home. <sighs> and I wanted to be like, I didn't really have a doctor in the family. That's so cool. <laughs> So, that makes me so sad for her. Me too. And well, mostly because I I remember being that, you know, religious person right. being like, you just got to shut up and trust in God. And it's like, 
I wasn't helping anybody. You were but trying, that's also though. the programming. That's the programming they want you to think of so that you stay, right? Well, hold on. Her sister has a fatal illness. So I'm guessing that since you can see her sister's illness, she gets way more attention hmm. than the illness that she has that you can't see. Mm. Mm. So plus she's a middle child. She feels invalidated anyways. Yeah, my poor brother. <laughs> but she was like gung-ho to get out. And they wouldn't let her that day. She wanted to leave that day. And I'm like, they're not going to let you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, believe me, I tried. <laughs> but uh, she's like, I need to talk to my doctor. I need to talk to him now. So the doctor just found himself busy all day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, That's sad, though. Well, no, but like. She wasn't, listen, she was, I'm not going to hate on her because she was exactly where I was on fucking Tuesday, you know? Like, I was yeah. like, I'm leaving. I'm fucking leaving. Yeah. Oh, so she wanted to leave. So that's why she was tr- trying to pin down a doctor. Yeah. So you have to And have he to... was like, oh, sorry. Well, and she was tripping balls. And uh, I went to grab, like, my notebook to go to, to, which, by the way, I didn't get a notebook at first. So I was reading Ziggy, the, the that Bowie book. And I filled the blank pages with so many rantings of a madman. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh... <laughs> right. And then, like, seriously, I'm pissed off. I'm like, there's some drawings in there, too. <laughs> and I was telling Brandon, because I got it from Brandon's bookstore. Um, I was like, and I wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to lend it to Andy, but I'm like, I can't just give someone this book. <laughs> the rantings of a madman. <laughs> I will spit out my water. <laughs> But uh, um, I was texting Brandon. And I was like, "Hey, I read that book when I was in the mental institution." I'm like, "It's a really great book." I'm like, "But uh, I definitely filled up a lot of it with my anger." And I'm like, "But if I ever get famous, you can sell that at your shop for a shit ton of money, dude." He's like, "Bitching." <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, she was losing her shit, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I was I was going back back to grab my notebook, and she was like bent over, like rocking, and she was mad. And she would say stuff, and I could tell she was talking to a person inside her head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, what did you just say? She's like, nothing. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, I'm like, I think you're in the right place, honey. Uh, yeah. But I just, like, let her do her thing. You know, I'm not trying to comfort anyone away from their feelings. Like, if she needed comfort, she can come to me or whatever. But I feel like, let's be raw here if nowhere else. Yeah. So I just let her do her thing. And then she came and sat next to me. Um in group and she was pissed i'm like what's up she's like i want to leave and they won't let me <laughs> and i was like well why do you want to leave and she told me about like she's like my sister came and she's right i just need to go do it and my mom and dad won't let, don't want me to go so they're trying to postpone it but i'm 18 and i can do what i want and i'm like look i'm like i was 18 once too I'm like you actually remind me a lot of myself mm-hmm. and i'm like and two days ago i was where you're at where i wanted to just get the hell out of dodge <laughs> <laughs> listen I get I'm it. I'm sorry. Was Olive just next to you? <laughs> no, it was me. I was trying to be. St- I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm also feeling congested. <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was like, "Look, man, take it easy, or else they're gonna commit you, and it's not gonna be voluntary anymore." And she's like, "What?" And I was like, "Take it, but take it easy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Take what they have to say, but take it easy." And I'm like, 
I think it would do you good to stay. I'm like, I agree with your parents. I'm like, I remember what it was like to be 18. <laughs> I'm like, not, I'm not trying to like shit on you. I'm not telling you you're wrong or anything. I'm like, but I'm like, you're way further than I was when I was 18 because you're here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so just trust, trust, trust the process. And I'm like, but again, I get it. And she was pissed the whole time. <laughs> and mm. I don't, I'm, I'm sure she's still there. I told her I'd call her, but I lost the paper that had her number on it. So like to the, to her, you know, I'd have a number to get in, but oh, um, yeah. I think just religion is bad for your mental health. If you have mental health issues, religion will always foil you. Yeah. And it's really hard to watch because I could see her constantly fighting with what made her happy and what, how she should be. Well, religion also preys on people with mental health issues. Right. And um, there's we had this we had this group, which, by the way, guys, I don't know if you noticed, but if I'm getting therapy, you're all getting therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we had this group about. Um... Oh, hold on. Let me grab the paper real quick. I always loved sharing my I wish I could go back to therapy so I could be like, and then the therapy told me this. But then at the same time. Not everybody's dealing with my specific problems, and it might be bad advice. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's true. I think, um, like I said, like I said to Brianne, take it, but take it easy. You know, take it easy. <laughs> yeah, you know? take it easy. But take it. You you can use it. I mean, eventually things will come around. You'll be able to use them. Yeah. But we there's the 15 styles of distorted thinking, and okay. one of them is shoulds. Ooh. And she's sitting there saying, like, I I can tell what she thought she should be doing versus what she wanted to be doing. And so, um. For my last day, I mean, because I knew I was leaving on Friday, so um, I made. I'm everyone... gonna link 15 styles of distorted thinking. So you send the list. Okay. I found one on MindSpace House MindSpace Counseling. So, but I'll is link it, that. Is for it fil- our, is, blog. Does it go filtering, polarized thinking, overgeneralization, mind reading? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Post that. Cool. Cool. Um. But uh. I was I made everyone like a going away card because there was, was like six people that were I was there with the whole time and at this point I feel like I told them I'm like I feel like we're battle buddies like I'm never gonna forget you guys and I don't think I'd ever have been in this kind of circle of people group of people but I'm glad that I was here mm-hmm. and in her note I, was, I told her I, I made her a note she's like wait till the last day I want for the last day and I was like okay but um I'm like there's no swearing in it and she's like good then I can show it to my mom and I'm like, she's 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And swearing sends her on a spiral. I just feel like she's not set up. You know, she's an, she's a homeschooled in a, in a religion. And then it was two people's birthdays. And we I kept accidentally passing her the birthday card. And she's like, I can't. And I'm like, why? She's like, I'm a Jehovah's oh. Witness. I was like, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> you're trying to be, like, supportive. But at the same time, you're like, oh. I 100% was supportive, but yeah, my heart ached because it's like, I, I'm not going to get her to leave her church right now. That's not what this is about. Uh-huh. I'm just going to accept her for who she is. Um, and I also found that, you know, you, <laughs> you catch more flies with honey, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that I made my polygamous friends was by not judging them, but just by being their friend and accepting them. So, and uh, some of them left. So it was definitely, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> that is my kid. The bathroom's right above me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she's mo- scooching. She's moving her scooch in a chair, yeah. Yeah. Or stool. Sorry. She's scooching a stool so she can stool. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of which, I had to, I had to get not one but two stool samples. <gasps> I had to get them myself. What did? 
What did they do with them? Oh, because they wanted to figure out what was up with my Crohn's. Oh, yeah. And what did they say? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to hear from the gastroenterologist next week. Oh, okay. But <laughs> the first one, the sticker was put on wrong or something, and the nurse came back, and she's like, I'm so sorry that I have to ask you to do this. Oh, no. <laughs> she, was, she was so cute, too. I loved her. And uh, she, we were talking about... I mean, I was spreading the gospel of our podcast, obviously. <laughs> I want to get... <laughs> All you crazy people would love my shit. <laughs> well, and and but like the the workers too, because uh, she, I was, I was making a card for someone. So I, the chick that was from Southern Utah, and there was also a native from the, the desert. So I made them both drawings of their homes, like their oh, cool. homeland, you know, because cool. they both said that they they both said that they missed it. And I'm like, well, I know what that looks like. I'll hurry and do it. Um, so uh, she's like, you're a really good artist, and I was like, thanks. And she's like, I just don't feel like I could do it. And I'm like, well, if you want to feel better about this, you should go look at my original artwork. <laughs> and um, we were sort of talking about, like, Mormons and stuff. She's like, yeah, my hus- husband's an ex-Mormon. And I'm like, does he struggle with it? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, well, have him listen to our podcast. And she's like, I really am going to. And she's like, seriously. She's like, you're so cool. And you have, like, your, uh, such a, like an even head. And I'm like, well. <laughs> she said to the patient in the psych ward. <laughs> you're so cool. <laughs> but no, Why are you came, here? <laughs> she came up and she's like, I'm sorry, Bobby. She's like. Something happened with the last stool sample, and I need another one. <laughs> I was like, okay. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's all right. But anyways, if I never have to collect a stool sample again in my lifetime, it'll be too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a fun one, though. We were walking. We're doing our uh, our walk, and mm-hmm. we were talking about Nicolas Cage. Or what we were talking about, we were just talking about like pop culture in general. Oh, okay. And Moonstruck got brought up, and I'm like, that movie's fucking hilarious. And I, <laughs> I had to look that up real quick. So here's, I'm like, you, my favorite part is when he's losing his shit. And he's like, I lost my head. I lost my wife. Give me the big knife. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and all the patients started laughing. God, all, all the All the employees were looking at each other. And I'm like, sorry, guys. Probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and uh, 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 Brianne goes, geez, Bobby, read the room. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> read the room there. <laughs> And I'm like, if, if you could tell as soon as I joke to anyone, I feel like it's these this group of people here. <laughs> but when I was getting my initial uh, IV, <laughs> the blood guy came in and he's like, you have really good veins. I'm like, cool. I'll start doing heroin. Oh, my God, Bobby. You, you, you and I was like, so fucking avoidant. You're like, here's some <laughs> jokes. Here's some jokes. <laughs> well, and honestly, that's what I do when I sit down with a doctor or. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I. I use jokes to deflect. I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, but luckily I'm super funny. <laughs> and we're off. <laughs> You're not going to get any answers from me because all I'm thinking about is how I could turn this into a joke. No, but I can turn my answers into a joke. Duh, I'm a skilled professional. Yes. <laughs> but apparently those are looked down upon. And then we were doing that night, we were doing uh, the last group because we do like morning group and then like three groups throughout the day and then the final group before we Uh go to bed. Uh And they're like, they ask you a question like, what could you have done better today? (laughs) I was like, could have not made that suicide joke. (laughs) And the people who were on the, who were on the walk died laughing. They were like, (laughs) they were like, it was funny. I'm like, I know it was, but I should have done it. (laughs) I know it was wrong place. Right time. <laughs> so I've just decided the boomers are bad. So we've already discussed this, but one oh, of my yeah. one of my last nurses, because I had like three or four nurses, was a boomer, and mm. she argued with me about healthcare. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I want free 
healthcare. Like I want, that's what I want my taxes to go to. She's like, yeah, but it's just so bad. I'm like, cool. At least I would be going to a bad, bad doctor instead of no doctor. Yeah. And I'm like, insurance is out of, out of control. I'm like, you're going to spend like 200 bucks and have like a $6,000 deductible. And she's like, oh, well that's nothing. Me and my husband paid 1200 and our deductible was 7,000. And I'm like, yeah, it's bullshit. So we agree. So why are you doing that? Yes. And then, Why is she bragging about how sucky it is? Because that's the boomers' mentality. They're like, "Well, I had it bad, so you should too." I feel like that's we the are wrong mentality. Exactly, because I'm like, "Hey, I don't ever want you to go through this." And like, I'm so helpful to be like, "Hey, I had to learn the hard way. Let me teach you the easy way." Yes. Like, let's just do it, or let's just change it. Right, Hello. right. So, um, Linda. She was no, but Linda's my good boomer. We can't call her. Oh, Linda. sorry. <laughs> And I'll find a new boomer name. And then she started talking to me about uh, weed. And I'm like, well, I smoke weed. She goes, you shouldn't. It's really bad for your mental health. I'm like, oh, really? Because it's helped me not commit suicide countless times. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in fact, the reason why I started smoking weed is because I said, I'm going to try this weed because I've tried everything else. And if that don't work, guess what? Tomorrow I'm killing myself. And I'm like, and here I sit. Mm-hmm. Like that was 10 years ago. And then she started talking about how her girlfriend, um, which I don't mean to know if that means friend or girlfriend, I don't really know. <laughs> um, but she <laughs> was saying, she, well, she eats edibles. Have you tried edibles? And I'm like, I don't like edibles. I like to smoke weed. And she's like, well, you shouldn't do that. It's like, so wait, as long as I'm consuming it the way you want me to consume it, it's okay. Yeah. Anyways. Back ass words. Uh, I'm just going to talk about her, but I'm going to go back. But uh, she was giving me, like, when I was leaving, she told me, like, to stop the weed again. And she goes, you know how I feel about that. And I'm like, and I, you know that I feel that there's not enough uh, data to have this conversation, right? And she's like, okay, yeah, just do what you, you shouldn't do it, but do what you want, whatever. Just, you're not going to listen to me. And I'm like, because I don't trust your fucking opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's funny because I was telling Jake that. He's like, actually, they've done the opposite's true. He's like, there's been so much research that's come out that supports weed use. Yep. And then um, I signed this, I signed the date 88 instead of 2020. And the nurse was like, what are you, you talking about 2022? 20, yeah, 2022, 22. See, I can't even do it. But uh, <laughs> the nurse was like, the tech was like, would you sign this? And he was like a stickler about it. He's like, I actually need, need you to put the actual date. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, that was a fun little time travel we did. And I'm like, yeah, Michael Jackson's still black. <laughs> and uh, the boomer nurse was like, oh, it's funny, but that's not very PC. And I was like, how? How's that not PC? It's the fucking truth. Michael Jackson had a skin disease and he was black in 1988. What's your fucking and he's problem? he's still black even when he's white. I know. <laughs> well, I think about my, my baby. baby. It, it don't, don't matter if you're black, black or white. white. <laughs> 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 so I was just like, shut up, boomer. And then um, my, my nutritionist was a boomer and I stayed for, thir- I was there on Thursday, so I had to go to his damn nutrition class. So... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> no, but uh, it was like high school all over again. I was pretty much teaching the class. <laughs> he was like, listen to my class, and you're like, actually. Well, right, and then I was like, is there a nutritional difference between, like, organic, you know, better quality food, like Harmon's opposed to, like, Walmart? And he's like, like he's like, you're talking about, like, meat and stuff, and then, uh, produce, and I'm like, yeah. He's like, no, there's no nutritional difference. And I'm like, but it tastes better. He's like, yeah, but there's no nutritional difference. I'm like, well, that explains the meals we've been eating, huh? (laughs) I didn't say that, but I was thinking it, but, um, there hasn't been a proven a nutritional difference, but studies show 
like personal studies that I've gone through is that when the food <laughs> looks better and tastes better, I'm more apt to eat it instead of just letting it rot on my counter. So well, yeah, exactly. And that's that is the catchphrase of the culinary world. You eat with your eyes first. Yeah. That's why things need to be pretty. And I personally feel like, yeah, like biting into, because he was talking about a, a red delicious apple. And I'm like, those are Ugh, that is the raw. Okay. First of all, <laughs> well, those need to be all burned. All of them. <laughs> Burn them. But like, <laughs> I hate them anyways. But like the difference between biting into a Walmart one and a Smith or a Harmon's one is apples and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> apples and apples. <laughs> a world difference. <laughs> right. But, uh, we were talking about E. coli in uh, animals. He's like, there's been a lot of E. coli breakouts. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's in lettuce. And because he was talking about how the hormones and stuff, they don't cause a, a difference. But somehow we have like an E. coli build like a uh, immunity or something. Mm. And I'm like, it's because E. coli is found in <laughs> fucking lettuce because of the manure from the cows that are getting all this shit injected into them. And that's why we can't get through the E. coli on it. Like, oh our, my our, God. like. We, or it's built up a resistance or whatever. Yeah. Or it's all, I don't know. But um, that class was probably like 30 minutes longer than it needed to be. Because <laughs> I was like, nope. Actually. <laughs> and you best believe I had most of the class on my side by the end of it. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I bet he is sad he invited you. No, it was, I, I could be cordial and also fuck people's lives up. <laughs> Well, if they're going to be spreading misinformation. Well, it just feels like old imp- information and how he's yeah. like, E. coli's in meat. Like, that... It's like how I want to get after people about the BMI because I'm like, you know, that was all bullshit. It just never made sense to me. Well, it's it's racist, too, so... And sexist. And sexist. <laughs> and wrong. It's wrong. So... so- this is just why I'm saying boomers are bad because they feel like they know everything and they have a, so much bad information. Like they knew everything in 1995. They don't right. know everything now. And if you're not willing to open your horizons, you know, what yeah. the fuck? What, why? And why are you here giving this kind of info? But I also like being in a class and knowing more than the teacher. That always makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> but so here's here is a bad... Uh, Good news, bad news sort of thing. Okay. I did get denied for Medicaid, which sucks. I also heard that everybody gets denied the first time, and then you just reapply. I'm going to. Um, So on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, the financial guy came in. And you know what? I'm pretty sure that he was the financial guy that came in when I tried to kill myself. And he was like, let's just get you checked in. And I'm like, no, all all I'm thinking about is how I can't afford this shit. Uh Uh-huh. And he did not offer me this, so I'm guessing it's a new thing, and I'm really hoping that my stay and my openness with him helped this come to fruition. I don't know, though, but I will give myself credit, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but he came in and said, I know you applied for Medicaid. He's like, so we'll just go with that. He's like, I'm going to go to call him right now to push you kind of through it. Um, he's like, but in the meantime, he handed me this card, and he's like, this gets you free prescriptions for the next six months at university of utah's locations oh good he's like we have a charity program that does that and he's like and if you don't get past he's like if you don't uh get approved for medicaid he's like we have another charity program that will pay for this whole thing he's like you are already approved he's like i'm gonna send you the paperwork just fill it out send it back and this will just be on us wow (laughs) and i was like 
that is such a relief. He's like, we care about you getting better. That's all we care about. So wow. he's like, we'll do whatever we can. Um, and I'm like, all right, cool. So that immediately put me at ease. And I have to feel like I was part of that because I remember him being like so frustrated and, and empathetic that I was like, I can't afford any of this, man. Like, I'm sorry that I'm here wasting everyone's, like, no one's going to get paid for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember him, I remember his face of how defeated he felt and how um, helpless he felt that he couldn't help me. Did he remember you or no? No. Wow. Ma- or maybe he did. Maybe he just didn't bring it up. Oh yeah. But, um, and you know, what's funny is for some reason I'm still listed as having Teamsters insurance is what, which what I, what I had when I, uh, was a teenager for my dad, but I was like, mm. that was like half my life ago. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyways, I do have that. So thank God. Um, I am going to reapply for Medicaid just because whatever. But you don't want to know the funniest part is he said you were you make fifty six dollars too much. <sighs> so here's my how. Goal. OK, so like how how is there a threshold that's like, oh, you make fifty six dollars too much like that seems ridiculous. Fifty six dollars is not enough to take care of yourself medically for a year. Well, um, well, it's. Yeah, it's fifty six dollars a month. So yeah. Oh, a month. Oh, yeah. Sh- <laughs> right. Oh, wait, no, no, maybe it was fifty six dollars a year. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it has to be. But the point is, is if it was fifty six dollars a month that I made too much, I think the way we should solve this problem because I understand there needs to be a line. I understand there's a threshold, whatever. But um, we should. Okay, so I'll pay fifty six dollars a month for insurance to have Medicaid. I'm fine with that. You know. Yeah. I'm sure people who are making any any high amount. Or any any amount where it's they're just a little bit over would rather pay the difference than not have insurance. Yes, I know that for a fact because I am one of those people. Yes. So I don't know. The system's fucked, but I uh, I just feel like we need to fix it because I don't know. I just, I just go back to like how much damage I've done to myself, mm-hmm. to my family, to my friends. Maybe to society a little bit, <laughs> but to my brain, you know, like, because I put this shit on the back burner and my physical health isn't important and my mental health wallet is important. It seems unattainable, unreachable. So yeah, I do definitely do think, and I know the reason why I went to this place is because the list had just gotten so long of yeah things that I needed help with. And when I went in there, I had a list of probably like seven things that I need to take care of. They helped me through about five of those. I have two that I can do on my own, which is fine. A seven, a two person, a two point list is way smaller than a seven point list, especially yes. when we're talking about medical and mental health. Yeah. So I'm happy that I don't have that stress on me because I do not know where I'd be right now if I saw a bill at the end of the stay and it was like in the tens of thousands of dollars, you know, like yeah. I, just, I couldn't have done it. So having between that and coming out and having just everyone's support financial just handing me some financial support and i know that it's not all about money and stuff but i know that that's the best way to help people sometimes when you don't know how to help so i'm so thankful i, I can't i can't express enough how thankful i am everybody um but so we just love you we, <laughs> so i know <laughs> uh there is a hope that i can return to my kindness without the callousness of trauma um and that's been Sometimes I just stop and think about that um, and it makes me cry because I'm just like, I have been in survival mode for so long. Yeah. And, and like, when, when do you get your rest type of thing? 
right. And I got to give myself props for still being kind and caring and stuff and not turning no. on myself and others, as, as, you know, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, certainly I have. Certainly I've turned on myself, my body and stuff. I don't take care of myself, but I it could be worse. If June taught me anything, it can be worse. Yeah. But I'm just proud of myself. I mean, and I I think I've earned that pride, you know. So I feel good. I feel like I can climb every mountain, <laughs> food every stream. <laughs> I think it would be cool if, like, I know that you're going to Hawaii and gonna heal yourself out there too but like maybe if we could go on hikes and maybe talk shit out instead of doing that on the podcast because shit's still gonna come up but like maybe yeah i'm down and uh we made certain that i mean for sure because all this is all good therapy but as far as therapy is concerned um we made a point to find one that's a teletherapist so i can continue therapy when i'm in hawaii oh excellent good good and then we're also going to do this thing you know what it's called where they it's with your vision and it emdr emdr so there's two different ways that um i went through 12 sessions of it last year um or not two years ago now but uh they do a light that you you follow the light back and forth or you could hold hand buzzers and it goes back and forth but um for me i couldn't follow the light back and forth because it made me stop thinking (laughs) Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, I gotta do this, right? You truly have ADHD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Undiagnosed. Uh but yeah, no diagnosed, no, but yeah. Uh couldn't do it. But yeah, it really does help you sort through some things and like helped me figure out why I get so so worked up over seemingly insignificant things. And it's they're all tied to childhood trauma, so cool. <sighs> For real. For fucking real. Mm-hmm. And the social worker was like, you clearly have a lot of trauma. Like, clearly, clearly, you know, you had a traumatic childhood. You had a tra- traumatic life. And she's like, and you're still traumatized by certain things. And I'm like, yeah. But it's just, the point is to have that trauma and not have it affect you, I guess. Yeah. And I also get worried about, like, secondhand trauma. Like, people... Like, we saw it with Josh, right? Where he was he was seriously affected by telling his story, hearing our stories, like people are affected by it. And it's, that doesn't make them any less important that we share our trauma and we heal from our trauma and work it out and not hide behind it or hide from it. But at the same time, it's like, it can be heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you're right. We do, we have been trying to step away from it. Like, so we are right <laughs> well i told him that too because i was like i think the podcast obviously made, is making me throw up all this shit and like i said i'm like i want to throw it up i want to kill it i want to burn it and i want to spread its ashes to the wind because i don't want it anymore mm-hmm. um but i also said i am a huge advocate for getting mental health you know care i'm like so i gotta fucking practice what i preach here yeah <laughs> otherwise yeah. I'm, a, I'm a false prophet yes <laughs> we don't like those <laughs> right so yeah i uh i'm gonna give this experience 10 out of 10 guys 
Um, they make us rate our day every day. <laughs> and I was usually pretty high, um, despite not being high. But I think going to a mental ward and <laughs> trying to, which, by the way, I wanted to call this One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, this uh, episode. <laughs> All right. Because it's funny because I ha- that's what it's called in my notes. I, that's the title of it. And I wrote yeah. it like four or five days ago. <laughs> and then I was talking to Jake yesterday and he's like, was it like one flew over the cuckoo's nest? And I'm like, sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, but I kept thinking about that and Girl Interrupted. Mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. I was like, if this isn't, you know. <laughs> and I always, even before I went, got checked myself in, I... Uh, I have always thought about Whoopi Goldberg saying it's okay to feel this way, but don't lay anchor here. And that's always been my goal. And maybe I've become like a rolling stone because of that, but I don't know. I, I just want to kind of pay some attention to movies and the influence they have on <laughs> literature and movies and how they make us feel. Mm-hmm. But I, don't want to lay anchor here and I am very scared of hurting my inner child but I'm not scared enough to stay to keep it hiding and yeah come on out on out little girl and come play with me because I gotta show her a lot of stuff so yeah you gotta show her how safe it is now yeah and how and how you're taking care of her and not and uh-huh. it's gonna be okay that the adult taking care of her now is a kind person and that's yes. me yes yes yeah so Here's to our inner child, children. Here's to good fucking friends and chosen family. You guys really are my chosen family. Yeah. Um, and here's to Kendra, who was my spouse through this whole entire thing, <laughs> and also to Cassidy, who took who dropped me off. I appreciate you, girl. I don't. I don't. I mean, obviously, I'm uncomfortable with receiving <laughs> any kind of credit for shit because I feel like I did the bare minimum of somebody who would care and like i also felt it was like my duty to gather stuff because i was like well we have a public partnership it makes the most sense but um i feel like and i've said this to a couple of people i think i think the podcast is the container it's like the way that you can see how much people love you like it's just I don't know if container is the right word, but it's holding yeah. all of the stuff that is already true. And it it was true before and it will be true without the container, but it's just presenting it to you in a way that you can conceive it. Like, we care. We love you. And I feel like we were always supposed to be friends and I'm glad that we are. And Not that we always were, but it's cool. No big deal. Uh, no, I mean like... <laughs> I know what you mean. I'm teasing you. <laughs> well, I didn't. <laughs> um, but I just feel like it's just, just the container. Like, you have so much impact and you've had so much impact your whole life on a lot of people and we are just showing it back. Yeah. I mean, and I gotta say too, uh, having growing up feeling like so alone and there's no one I can trust and you know gifts were used against me love was used yes. against me money was used against me yeah I, I know now that there really aren't people like that in my life and 
one of the ways, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but I'm going to redo it again. I'm sorry. I'm getting adjusted to lithium. Just bear with me, people. Um, looking around the room, that's kind of how that was my mantra before all this to be like, people around you love you. Like trying to fully understand that people around me love me. Cause like my bedside table is just gifts people have gotten me and mm-hmm. pictures of my friends and like all this shit that like, like all the artwork on my wall, someone was like, Hey, I saw this and I thought of you, hmm. you know? And it's just like, there's chosen family is the right word for it. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm talking about materialistic things. You'll have to forgive me. I'm an Orton. That's kind of how we <laughs> pontificate. But, uh, I don't know. I, I know that when I see something and I'm like, that reminds me of someone like, <laughs> Yesterday I saw a spoon that reminded me of Lisa, so I had to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just knowing, allowing myself to know that people think about me kindly and lovingly, and they're out there. That's been a that's been a climb for me too, but it's so fucking blatantly obvious that it's the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I just had to figure it out. So, thank you for putting it in a in a container and handing me the gift. Um, because you all are a very gift. You're a good gift for me. And if you're in my life, I want you there. So thank you for being amazing human beings and caring about me and showing me the love. I appreciate it. Well, I love you. I love you, We too. love you. <laughs> yeah, I love you all, too. Seriously. Um, <laughs> and, like, how Lisa and Ryan work together to make sure I got, like, groceries that I like. Yes. It's so funny. <laughs> So many people. Josh called and was like, I want to change her tire for you. How do I get her tire? And I was like, I don't know. Let me find out. And then Tyson Curtis also messaged the podcast and was like, hey, you said something about a tire. What can I do? And I was like, let me find out some deets. And then I never heard back from anybody. So, um, Well, Cassidy, did you ask Cassidy? No. Because Cassidy asked me. She goes, uh, what kind of tire Oh, no, no, yeah. I did ask Cassidy, oh. actually. She's like, a bunch of people have been asking if they can change it and i'm like no jake's got it taken care of which jake's so cute he's like he's like i just got you four tires i want you to be safe <laughs> and i'm like at least goes what the hell and i'm like i know right <laughs> she's like who is this person yeah i'm like, I'm like this is adult jake <laughs> he's not a shithead i love it this is jake adult jake doesn't torment his sister <laughs> yes he's so nice he really is so nice and he he's been concerned and i feel like he feels like he wasn't there for me when i attempted last time and i think that's always bothered him but it doesn't it doesn't bother me it's the shit happens you know and again about or from any of your other family um ob sent me a message and was just like hey um i saw your your instagram she's like i just want to know that i love you and if i can do anything for you i will that's so nice did anybody else reach out (laughs) well i don't really have contact with anybody but aubrey but aubrey now yeah i just said i just said thank you like i had it taken care of um but again the last time i tried i didn't think anyone cared enough well i just didn't expect anyone to care and i didn't it's not that i expected people to care i just wasn't surprised that they did i guess so i guess i've grown a lot in the past four years yeah four or five years i'm happy for you i'm happy for me too can you tell a difference i do um i feel like um well it's hard to watch you spiral right and it's it's hard to i'm like you know me i'm not gonna overstep any boundaries i'm i'm here to listen and i'm here to maybe 
help you come to your own conclusions. But like, it's very hard for me to make suggestions for people than be like, I think this is what you should do or that was what you should do. But watching you spiral for the past, it's been like, I don't know, six weeks. (laughs) I feel like it's been longer than that. So if it's been six weeks, that's when I've been showing it. It's been like, it's been a long ass time. You were doing a little better after new year's and Uh then just started getting crazy again. And you know, like, Life is hard, and so I didn't know if this was going to be, like, an up-down thing, like it always has, or uh-huh. what. Um, I'm so glad that you got diagnosed with bipolar and that you Me have too. now resources and the right medication to help, like, level and make you feel safe. Like, <sighs> Right. Well, I was so talking... Of course you sound different. You sound, you sound more, you know, I... put together in your thoughts and just present and yeah. also just level and happy level is the word that's the only word to you describe it i was talking to one of my homies last yesterday and he's like glad you're out how you feeling and i'm like i was just misdiagnosed i have bipolar he's like well i could have told you that <laughs> and i'm like well why don't you speak up he's like i think i did but i think we were drunk and i'm like oh that, that tracks <laughs> <laughs> well i've wondered a long time if you've had bipolar but i've always assumed my mom's bipolar was misdiagnosed adhd i'm not a doctor right so and also i don't i don't know i don't know I'm um, a doctor. Just, just kind of a final final thought on this. Um, I talked to Kate and she asked me how I was doing and I said, I'm good. I'm like, I feel really positive and I'm like, I feel like there's parts of me that we're going to have to learn to get to know again. Hmm. I'm like, like, for example, I've always wanted to go with Jake on motorcycles with shotguns and guns and go down to go over, go through the desert of Mexico and kind of have like a dangerous fun time, you know? Hmm, okay. And I want to do it when he got back from Afghanistan, but Soph was only like a year old and he's like, Bobby, I have kids, like whatever. And I know this is going to sound like not like a big deal, but I don't I was thinking about it again. I was like, I bet we could go and like Sophie's like 15. We'll go. He'd be down to go when we are like 15. Maybe Al can come. He'll be an adult by then. And, you know, we'll be mid- middle-aged, but it won't matter. Yeah. I never think that far into the future. Oh my. I was just thinking like. That's why I'm so impatient because I want to have all the good p- things in my life and then I want to end it. So that yeah. you can go. Yeah. And I wasn't like, we need to hurry, hurry, hurry. I was like, oh no, we'll just wait. I've never, I know it sounds insignificant. I've never, doesn't sound insignificant. ever planned that far ahead in my future. Unless it was something that was like detrimental. Like I'm going to be a published successful artist or uh, author when I'm 23 years old. The only time <laughs> I set myself freaking goals and shit in life is when it's unrealistic. Yeah, the grandiose of it. So, like, <laughs> hopping on a motorcycle and going down to Mexico with my brother in 15 years is not that f- is it's not a huge goal, but what's significant is that I'm talking about 15 years from now. Yeah, I never thought I'd see these kids grow up. You know, I never saw I'd see myself in my late 40s. I never thought I'd see it. So, uh, I hope you know that. Like, I mean, obviously that's like a huge thing, but I want I want you to keep slowing down like i don't i know it's a slowdown it's slowing down yeah yeah like make sure that the pace you're going is sustainable because that's why i mean you you got on here and was like what's wrong and i was like nothing i'm just being i am intentionally living a slower life because it's it can lead to better demise (laughs) so why why not slow it down so i can have a good life you know right and, and I think that maybe we should, I mean, the this season's almost over continually. It's just to slow down this last season, this last, this 
this season and just see where it goes. Not our final season, just this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think there's going to be parts of me that we're going to have to get to know, but I don't think okay. it's going to be a bad thing. So oh, I'm excited. I'm excited too. And like I'm writing song lyrics, they're dark still, but <laughs> I have all these thoughts of like music that I want to do. Um, you know, writing, I'm like, so I just feel like I don't, I feel like the sky's the limit and I have all the time in the world. So uh, I'm excited to watch you. Yeah, me too. But I want to watch you. You will be watching me. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand if you need to cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> to do Shut your up. own thing Shut it's up. gonna be fine <laughs> um so do you have anything to add my darling do you want to tell me about your time on the outside while i was in or no uh yeah for next episode i want to talk about uh my mission reunion and some of the oh, realizations right. that i've been having and a really hard thing that i i mean a couple of hard things that i've been like doing while you were gone so yeah. Well, that's a tease. I'm excited. I am nothing but a tease. <laughs> well, <laughs> Not that's, a tease. <laughs> oh, that's another thing that Jehovah's Witness girl said. She's like, because um, there was a, a guy with a, we were we were on a walk and there was a college kid and he was pretty cute with a, like a sketchbook under his arm. And I'm like, I wonder what he's painting, what he's drawing. Let's go flirt with him. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, uh, and like everyone we were with was like acting like they were, like they were all being goofy about it. And she's like, <laughs> My mom says I'm a natural flirt, and that's why I don't really talk to members of the opposite sex, because I only want to flirt with a guy I'm going to marry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, when you, there. when you told me that, I was like, that girl might be a lesbian. <laughs> uh, I thought that, too. Okay. And then I was off, but I also was like, I remember being like, I the first guy I kiss, I want to marry. <laughs> Have don't you uh, watched Lady Bird? No, but I need to. Oh my fucking god! Stop the films. We're going to watch Lady Bird right now. Okay, bye. <laughs> Say these things. <laughs> no, we're not watching it now. <laughs> I got stuff to do. Damn it. Um, yeah, Lady Bird. Well, all right. Are we done? Then? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we should. <laughs> I mean, are we? I don't know. Are we? Okay, just I can't tell you the thing that I wanted to tell you because it's pretty, pretty big in the movie. So, uh, okay, well then don't tell me. Yeah, I'm not. So I think you should watch it. <laughs> okay, I will. I'm gonna watch the damn thing. It's been on my list of things to do. All right, You're, you know what? You, you and Kevin should get together and have a. Bobby doesn't watch the shit we tell her to watch club because. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I get it. What what's what else is on your list of like? Okay, let's still talk because I do want to talk about something. Okay, what? So you get out. Uh-huh. I feel like this is like when you get out of a a place where you have the chance to start over like you wanted. You you really wanted to make this a ritual where you lay to rest a lot of the things. And like you said, you want to burn it and let the ashes fly away. Yeah. What are you doing now like what's on your list of things that you're leaving behind and what's on your list of things that you want to implement to sustain kind of this healing path um, well meds obviously i need to stay on my meds i've heard her horror stories lithium either goes real good or real bad yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna 
try to so far it's been real good it's only been a week though so who can really fucking say um i as hard as it is to admit accept uh that my parents aren't ideal Mm-hmm. and they're more more or less toxic maybe same with my grandparents like i did call my grandma and tell her that i was in and she started to cry and she's like what can i do how can i help you please just let me know like i also feel like it gave members of my family a redo because they mm. didn't handle it well when i attempted mm. you know mm. what i mean mm-hmm. which actually feels kind of like a blessing for all of us um they've had time to think about it and all you know my grandma was like i'm just so proud of you for going she's like <laughs> whatever we talked like three minutes and then she was like now about the car payment <laughs> oh my god all right <laughs> but whatever she's who she is and then she started telling me how they don't they're not making any money which is what she always does so about half of it was about me we had like an eight minute long conversation about half of it was about me and the other half was about the business um and that didn't bug me at all i was just like all right it's grandma <laughs> so i yeah. think I, I want to get more into that mentality where if someone's just going to act the way they do Oh, that's them. And um, it's up to me if I want them to stay around and be in my, you know, my atmosphere or not. That's my choice. Yeah. Yeah. Like Um, those clouds. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, my mom is my mom and she's going to do what she does. And hopefully one day she'll be embarrassed by what she does. But the buck stops here and she's really not going to have any contact with me no matter what. But if she does try to come bust up stuff that we're doing, (laughs) bust up the people you know, like she's just, and when she when she hits up people that we interview and stuff, she's only ma- making my point stronger. So I just need to let that go because yeah. honestly, <laughs> my mom is not me; she's her, and I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who love and adore her. I'm just not one of them. The hard and part she's is, really not special for like listening to the podcast to find out what's going on in your life because right, join like, the club like. <clears throat> Well, but I don't know why. I mean, obviously it, it's bothersome. I wouldn't want my mom listening, but like at the same time, that just makes her part of the crowd. Like she doesn't have any special access to you. Well, I don't, I don't care that she listens. I don't care that she, I mean, I do, I do care that she, I did. I was struggling with the pain of the fact that I have the mother that I have. Yeah. Now, um, I'm just going to find a new mother. <laughs> I already have plenty of candidates who are ready to do it. <laughs> Seriously, I do. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I like the idea, too. Yeah. Like, I don't need her to be my mom. Um, I got I got plenty of people. And she can say and do whatever she wants. But ultimately, it's up to me to not be affected by it. And they are right by that. But it's just it's just finding tools and methods to, like, not let it bother you. Hmm. Um. The kids are all at an age where I can talk, except for Sophie, but I'm not really, really worried about it, even though she calls me grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I see her more than her actual grandma, but um, see, I need to quit those digs, too. Like, I just need to drop it. Uh, yeah, so because your name's Bobby and Babushka. Babushka. Uh, well, Al used to call me Bobshka. Oh, cute. Because that means, <laughs> like Lily said, it means if you put a shka at the end, it's just like a... Little like my lovely yeah like she's like oh, i yeah. say love yeah um because in her phone it says mom mamishka like mamashka oh, like with cute. her mom <laughs> um but i 
I'm always going to be disappointed and hurt when someone's yeah. hurting my loved ones. Um, but ultimately, that's a choice that my siblings are going to have to make if they want their kids around that. And the kids are getting old enough where they're just going to have to learn if they want to deal with that bullshit. And they can come talk to me at any time. And I'll be like, yeah. hey, no big deal. Yep. And yep. if people don't want to respect my boundaries, um, I can choose how long I want to put up with that. But I'm telling you right now, it's probably not going to be a long time. <laughs> so for all the loved ones out there who ask me how my mom's doing every time they see me, stop. Um, but it's not going to bother me anymore because yeah. I can't control it. So I'm just going to control what I can't control. It's my Good serenity prayer. <laughs> yeah. So what are you going to add then? Um, what was the question? Add about what? What are you taking out of your life that's no longer serving you? And what are you going to add? What What are you wanting to add? Because like, I, I know you said like you wanted to start, like you have this fire within you to start doing music and like that's an adding thing. So like, and then you like are drinking tea. So I thought maybe there's other things that she's recognized that like, brought her joy that she wants to reintroduce to her life and you know do some house cleaning you know and redecorating of your life so the scariest part of this thing and it's still going on right now is that i was on like i was so numb that i wasn't recognizing how much pain my body's actually in yeah um my wrist hurts so bad (laughs) and like I just got to a point where I was just numbing out the pain of my, I think it's bro fractured yeah, and my back hurts and this and this and that. And I think it's going to lead me to make better choices to help with my physical self because I was, I cooked, I cooked for a little bit yesterday and I got tired mm-hmm. and I was like, this was like two hours, but it was, I mean, my shifts are eight hours long. Like I gotta, I gotta get my shit together. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm noticing a physical just ache, general ache all over, <coughs> which I remember sort of started to happen when I was a kid. I think I'm going to really add some physical help, hopefully. Um, and just tools. Like, I need to add tools. Um, I'm going to start taking care of myself, <laughs> like self-care. Yeah. And I'm not just going to – I'm going to try to throw away my box of Band-Aids and start sewing shit up because I'm over this. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. I have built out a really cool gym in my basement. You're welcome to come over and not interact with me at all and just be in here Thank <laughs> if you. you want. There's I a ha- bunch of shit down here. <laughs> I've got weights and uh, elliptical and stuff. And I do power yoga when I work out. But thank you're you. You're rad. I'm glad that you're um, so enthused about it, too. I am. I'm really excited. And like when I think about, okay, when the kids are, when I'm imagining me and Jake going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And the kids are older. I'm fit, so not, I'm not saying that you know fat is bad. I'm no, saying, we my, just want to be able to wrestle bears. <laughs> right. In my in my brain, I have I, I I've attained physical and mental health. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to obtain physical and mental health. I think the physical help health isn't gonna like be as apparent, obviously. <laughs> um, but my mental health. I mean, they're they're they just go hand in hand. So. I'm just really looking forward to living for myself, living for my inner child. I'm excited yeah. to show my inner child the world. Um, so, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for, for everything you've done. Seriously. It feels like you're not like, you know, there's like those sayings, turning a new page, starting a new chapter, whatever. It just feels like you've closed the book. Uh-huh. You've put it down. 
It'll always be there. Yeah. Starting anew. Yep. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And luckily I have this amazing platform of who I am as a person and all the lovely people around me who care and want to see me succeed. Yeah. People who know you yeah, know so. you and we're happy for you. And obviously you all are there to catch me when I fall. So thank you. And uh, let's fucking fuck this shit up. I'm ready. Let's fuck the world up in the best <laughs> way possible. Let's paint the town. Like let's I said on my co-star yesterday. <laughs> oh, that's right. Paint the town with Bobby Alvey. <laughs> And uh, I thought Anthony was out of town and he posted the freaking reality. He's like, no, I'm leaving Tuesday. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we say these things. Name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Is This the Place podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you. <laughs>